0: It's here! It's here! It's
1: here! It's here! Boober the bopper, boober baby, boober baby, What the hell's going
0: on out here? Everybody on, good, great, grand,
1: wonderful. Hey, everybody! Welcome to Scrap City Sports, your favorite place for all things Chicago sports. Nice to be back. Uh, I am Josh, along here with Carmen, Christopher, and Fish, coming in. Uh, going to be talking uh, all about uh, Cubs today, and and what happened with them in the playoffs. We're we'll talking some Bears as they got a bye week this week, and we're going to be talking about the Bulls getting ready to start their uh, their season off. Uh, but we're talking about the Cubs. Um, with that, uh, it was one thing. I actually we were texting, uh, and I sent it, and I said, "Why is there a guy?" At the what game was it? Was it the it was every the Cubs, single game? Well, He's basically every. It was the Cubs Cardinals series, wasn't it? And I said, "Why is there a guy in a Marlins jersey sitting behind home plate?" <laughs> and Carmen texted back and said, "It's just some guy that's at every single game." And so we looked into that, um, Christopher. What
2: was apparently his name is Lawrence Levy or Levy. I'm not sure the exact pronunciation, but um, this guy has been going to. Every major baseball game for the last, I don't, it doesn't say exact dates, but for at least the last four years, um, and basically because he was, because of a woman for the most part, (laughs) from what I read, uh, he was in a, I guess, a bad seven-year relationship. The woman wouldn't go anywhere with him, and now apparently he's set free, and his destinations to go to are every single Major League Baseball game.
1: Does he go to every single major league baseball game, or does I mean not every one? I know you can't do that, but like or just every
2: giant like probably I think it's like every single huge game that day he's there. That's crazy. Like he went from he went from Cubs Carden uh, Cubs uh, Mets to Kansas City Toronto the fo- the following day this this most current uh, postseason, but uh, yeah, I mean, and and the crazy thing is he always gets within the first three rows of behind home plate, which is he got to be paying a fortune for.
3: Well, apparently though, he gets help from the Marlins organization because I guess he owns a law firm that specializes in workers' compensation, which <laughs> I, I guess helps out the Marlins. So the Marlins return the fa- and He's, he's one of the original uh, Marlins in their existence. when they were created, uh, started out with 1000 season ticket holders. He's one of the very few original season ticket holders and his season tickets for Marlins park, whatever minute. No, it's Houston. Uh what's Marlins. What's Marlins Park name? Anyone know? Anyway, he, his seats are his seats are right behind home plate where he sits. So he goes through StubHub if he can't get tickets via the Marlins and goes to all these games. Sounds like an awesome life.
1: I know, like how how bad's that going to be? Like I know you got dumped. That sucks. Yeah, it's a good way to get over it. I'm just going to go to every giant sporting event that I possibly could. And like you said before, what makes it even better is that you wear the bright orange. Marlins,
3: yeah, I mean, he's representing this team like he's a season ticket holder, he's he's legit. Like, he. it's just you know? called
2: Marlins Park, just so you know.
3: Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah, but like, you know, he's like legit, so he's like representing his his team. Like, you know what, screw this game. Like, I'm here, I'm a Marlins fan first, and you're gonna see me on TV cause because I'm right behind the because camera. You're never in gonna orange. be
1: at your own, you're never gonna be at your own. Uh, I don't know they got more
3: World Series than the Cubs have in the last 10 years.
1: <laughs> uh, well, speaking about Cubs World Series, uh. Cubs fans are uh disappointed as the Cubs fell uh being swept uh with the Mets um swept right out of the
2: playoffs that swept, was yeah that it was it was not pretty that was not good no not good at all
1: well we have we have we have somebody here that is an expert on this uh we uh, haven't had him here for a while but uh we have fish in the house today down in the Mets.
2: She's a mama fishy too. Swim. Said the mama fishy. Swim if you can. And they swam and they swam all over the. Tail. Fish are friends, not food. Hey, Mister Grumpy Gills.
1: We have a uh, yeah. So, fish, tell us. Will you tell us what uh, what happened with the Cubs? What, what do you think? I mean, what is your your take on what happened with the Cubs in the Met series?
4: Uh, they fell. They came and played the best team. I thought the Mets were the best team on the
2: field. You think the best team in the playoffs or just the best team in that series? The best team in the series. Right. Okay, and yeah, it's just it it was what what was kind of astonishing me the whole Cubs playoff run was the fact that they were relying so heavily on home runs, which it wasn't typical of the Cubs all year. Granted, I didn't follow them as closely as 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 a lot of people and probably as Fish, but uh I know they aren't you know they they yeah you got Chris Bryant you have Anthony Rizzo um you can even throw Forber sure. in there too even though his his numbers aren't as good because he didn't play a full season but uh, they do have some power hitters but they're not they're not a power hitting team they're not the White Sox from you know two years ago when all they would do was hit home runs that's the only way they could get you know runs across the plate but it just kind of was surprising to me to see them rely so heavily on the home run as opposed to. What most National League teams do, and you know, small ball. baseball purists like, is small ball, manufacturing runs, and uh, they did a really good job of that in the cup in the Cardinal series. I mean, and then and then it seemed well, they, don't, they did a good job of
4: it in the game two, but then they went back to their home of swinging ways.
2: Well, and, I think yeah, this also has a part to do, uh, has a little bit part of uh, being at Wrigley Field, you know, since it's a little bit more hitter friendly ballpark. Um, that probably really coincides with their home runs, but because I think out of the, I, I thought I thought I saw the stat that fourteen or uh, thirteen out of the fourteen runs scored against the Cardinals at Wrigley Field were were off of home runs. They hit ten home runs in that series. <laughs> so yeah, it was. I mean, it's pretty. It's a pretty high number considering the series only went what four games, mm-hmm. four games, right? Four, out of five game series. Mm-hmm. So. Um, you know, it just—you would have thought, you know, you would have thought the Cubs and 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 Joe men being who he is, a uh, you know a very crafty manager, one who's able to, you know, manufacture and get base runners in position to score, um, would have been a little bit more creative, you know, getting, getting guys across the plate, home plate. So that was a little disappointing for me, um, watching that series and watching, you know, the Cubs basically just being manhandled by Mets pitching staff for the most part. I mean, they, they didn't look... The Cubs didn't look like they were in control at all the whole entire series.
4: Well, in that series, in the first inning, or any first of an inning, any start of an inning, they've never let off. They were 0 for 25.
2: Yeah, and I think it was until Game 4 where, when Soler, I think it was like in the sixth or seventh inning, got a leadoff single, or I think it was a maybe a single or a double, but... You know, it's too little, too late. Do you do you
1: give the so do you give the Cubs the blame on that, or do you give the Mets the the props on that for for their pitching and mm-hmm. their hitting? I mean, Met, Mets starting pitching is really good.
4: I mean, they're they're Matt Harvey pitched well. Senden I think, is Noah Senden Noah well. guard, yeah. yeah. I mean, and then the guy with the hair, the
2: Grom, I guess, <laughs>
4: he pitched really well too. Jacob so. Degrom, yeah.
2: And who was the, the guy who started Game 5, which was the guy I thought that the, the I don't know his name, the starting pitcher for the Mets. Game 4, you mean? Game 4. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Game, game 4. four. Uh, Mets. Mets. I thought that of anybody, that was the guy that the Cubs could have taken advantage of, you know, uh, taking the mound for a game, especially since it was at Wrigley. It was an elimination game, you know, and the Cubs had their whole season to play for in this one game, and, and, and a guy that really didn't have any even major league experience let alone postseason experience, you know, take the mound. Um I thought the Cubs could have well, definitely I like
4: what the Mets did in that series. They the Cubs are a fastball hitting team and they started them off with breaking balls and change ups and they they made the hitters look bad. Mm.
2: Yeah, it, I mean the Cubs offense was anemic for the most part. I think the who what did you say is Mats Mets? Mets? What was his name? Mats. Mats,
4: I think Mats I mean, the yeah the the, the the
2: he had a he had a no hitter going into like the fourth inning of game four fourth or fifth inning, which you know in postseason play, that's a recipe for getting getting right on playoffs. Well, how so. you
4: bring that up? The no hitter Matt Harvey had a no hitter going into like maybe five innings, and then uh, had a no hitter going into that. Yeah, too, and I mean so.
3: I don't know. We <sighs> just call Cindergard Thor. Just call him Thor. Is that his nickname? <laughs>
2: They all, the funny thing is, it's kind of hard to tell those guys apart because they all have long hair and they all look—they all look really young, and minus you know one of them it, hair is a little bit lighter than the other. <laughs> That's the only way to really <laughs> tell them apart.
3: So, so I got a, I got a question for you guys. Going back to the 2014 draft, where Kyle Schwarber was picked number four overall, the White Sox had picked number three and they took Carlos Rodan. Fast forward now to today. Who would you rather have on your team, Carlos Rodon or Kyle Schwarber?
2: Well, if you if you look at it, in, in my opinion, the team should have been flip flopped because what the Sox need is some bats, and the Cubs need some pitching. So, so
3: you're saying you'd rather have Schwarber at this point than?
2: Well, as a Sox fan, I'd rather have Schwarber. Obviously, I mean, he had for the most part he had the best playoffs for a Cubs player. That he could have had, I mean, statistically wise, defensively was brutal. Year,
4: he didn't play the whole year, and he had 16 home runs, and he
2: batted over 300. And the 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 Sox, like the Cubs, need a catcher catcher as well, which is his natural position, right? Mm-hmm. Fish. Yeah. So, I mean, granted, I wouldn't stick him out in right field or left field, field wherever they had him at. And it was, I mean, <laughs> and that four, in that game four, how many how many errors did he have? He two? Did two? Two, and he could have had three because there was one that ball that was. Fading towards the foul, uh, the foul ball line, and it went. It the wind took it a little bit back in the fair. He almost missed it, and it would have been a you know, a routine pop, uh, pop out that to he give him the benefit
4: missed. of the doubt. You remember, he just they just stuck
1: him out there, yeah. They didn't, yeah, I They just, yeah, want I know, they just wanted out. his batten, so yeah, they yeah, said, said, We need you in the lineup somewhere. So, who, who
2: would, you, would you, being you know, a baseball fan, fish for both teams, the White Sox and the Cubs, granted, you know. We're gearing this more towards the Cubs, obviously, because mm-hmm. you know, there's more to talk about. Right. <laughs> Granted, Kyle Schwarber is not going to really Sorry, be immediate fans. impact mm-hmm. on uh, the Chicago White Sox if they were just you know transitioned right onto the Sox today. But that being said, you know for the Cubs for the Cubs postseason run, would Schwarber or Rodon have made a bigger impact?
4: I think Schwarber would have made
2: a better, bigger impact. So you still would have stuck with Schwarber. Mm-hmm. Dude. Schwarber
1: is like uh is is um is like the golden boy there.
2: He kind of reminds me of, of uh like incredible ev- hall to me to me. Like so everybody every everybody loved Schwarber. Like he was the diamond pick, like they couldn't believe he dropped to where he was. He's a he's a pretty he's a pretty good hitter. That that la- was it in game was it in game four when he hit a home run? He he just basically stuck his bat out there and it went out of the park. Granted that was game three. Three yeah, three. Yeah, I mean, he literally looked like he was just going to make contact to follow it off to you know see another pitch, and the ball wound up going out of the park. So, um, he's definitely got some got some abilities with his with his bat. Um, So,
1: so what is what is the biggest need that the Cubs have going into next year to be able to get over? If you want to say, I don't know if it's a hump if it's only been one year, but to get over the hump of making it to making it to the dance
2: for the most
4: part, starting pitching. So, so what do you do? You, I, um, I. What if I read there? Are, there's a couple free agents out there that they would want to go after: Jordan Zimmerman of Nationals and uh, David Price. But after watching David Price in this playoffs, I don't know if they should go after
2: him. <laughs> yeah, but you know, you got to. For the most part, Price. Yeah, the the
3: well, why are you setting the bar so low though? I mean, I mean at this point, uh, Grinky's opted out. Why not go for him? He's proven he can win. He's probably better than Kershaw at this point. Because I
2: think the
1: Cubs don't want to spend money uh, that spend I mean, that amount of money. I think that they want they want to look to make a couple of trades or. or but or, I mean, either way, I like to, no matter know, who you trade bring Rizzo in, Rizzo and then get somebody for you're that. You're talking
3: John Lester money. Whoever you bring in, I mean, Price isn't coming for for you know clearance bin at Walmart. I mean, that's not happening. So
4: the only reason why I say Price is because. The whole Joe Man Yeah, no,
3: and they've, they've been rumored to be interested in Price for years now, yeah, but so. I just, you, you know, like why, I mean, I guess I, I would be, sh- honestly, I'd kind of be, I mean, I guess maybe I wouldn't be shocked if they went after Price, but I just think that as an organization at the track record that they have right now, as far as like being able to find these guys, and I mean, I've never seen. develop. I mean, yeah, like I mean, just because like, like I've always believed like prospects are a dime a dozen. Every single guy that they've brought up has made an impact on that team. I mean, they haven't had any misses. So it's like, well, why would you go out and spend the money on a guy? Well, I, I would think that uh, you know, uh Jeb Hoyer and 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 uh, uh Theo. Theo Epstein, you know, I would think they'd have some a guy that they can find for, you know, 8 million dollars, kind of like kind of like how like St. Louis does, like a guy who's kind of had a bad couple of years and they, they they bring him in and resurrect his career and now, you know, he leaves the Cubs making 100 plus million, but they get him for a year and he's a stud. Like I just feel like they would but go that, that that's route. what
4: I'm saying that's what Well I, the guy I like is Jordan Zimmerman. I mean, the
3: guy from the Nationals. Yeah, no, but don't you think I don't know, I just think that they would even go lower than that. Well,
2: I I don't know because I think I think was it Kyle Hendricks makes 9 million a year so to find a guy that makes that that's, that's going to want to take a contract, you know, a, a team friendly contract for the most part, if if you're looking at no, Kyle but, Hendricks for 9 million no, to, but to, to be able to get an upgrade, you're going to be looking at at least probably 12 to 15.
3: But that's what I'm saying, though, is finding that guy who's, you know, may have been good. at Kyle quickly.
2: Hendricks' contract, but, you know.
3: Yeah, but like, you know, down on, down on his thing and just kind of needs to change Talent. the scenery and think like, okay. You know, kind of like how the Bulls strike, strike gold with all their backup point guards. You know, like you get these guys, sign them on veterans minimums, and all of a so sudden, boom, they're they're producing at, you know, big time levels.
4: A guy like Smarjo, probably.
3: Yeah, but Samarja is going to be a hundred million dollars. I mean, that's that's no doubt. I mean, I'm thinking See, that's, like that's a problem. I'm though. thinking like a third and, and or plus, a fourth,
2: and, pl- and plus not being, you know, being, um, watching Samarja, since I didn't really, I mean, granted saw him a couple times pitching for the Cubs, but predominantly seeing him pitch for the White Sox, I don't know if Samarja is the answer for the White for the Chicago Cubs, and I don't know if that's 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 a dinner that the Cubs should go. To be honest with you, I think they. I think they need to spend some money. I think they will. I think they. Will. I I think they. Will. I think it's pretty apparent that they need to. Mm-hmm. I mean, as much as Josh wants to disagree with that, you know, the Cubs are a huge probably probably the biggest, if not maybe second biggest behind the Yankees, yeah, the Yankees. franchise in, in the majors. So you know, for them to shy away from spending money is kind of stupid, in my opinion. Oh. Because well, they have they the, have the backing. They've they haven't won in 107 years. And they still sell out the stadium, you know Wrigley Field. So they still have they high. have they have fan support. They're, that's not going to go away. And they have
4: some free agents. To I mean, Dexter Fowler's a free, free agent, which I think he's going to be gone. Yeah, because so,
2: he's going to command a lot of money. Yeah. and is he worth it? Probably. It, not. If you look, if you look at the Pittsburgh game and the St. Louis series, I would say yeah, he's worth it. But, but, then, but he kind of fell like the rest of the team fell apart in the yeah, Mets series. That's the thing is that you. Can, I don't know if you can. Talk well, about he, season, he, season, he season. had a good he had a good. Uh, I think it was first two games in the St. Louis series, and then he started tailing off. So, um, but yeah, is he is he going to be worth the money that he's commanding? Because Cubs have guys they could trade to go get. A, well, they have. They, uh, is Austin Jackson still under? Well, no, hey, Here
3: is the thing that we're all everyone's yeah. forgetting on this panel is the fact that there is no salary cap in baseball. Mm-hmm. You don't have to get rid of anybody to get. You can they can go right now and get Zach Greinke, and it doesn't mean a thing to them other than the fact they have a higher payroll. There's well, no penalty no, no, in, in no, no, going for that guy. And it's the Chicago Cubs. They came close. Maybe they're thinking, you know what? You know what? One, uh, one impact guy like that at that's, the top but, of the food chain
1: but that's puts you over been, the top. But that's not been Theo's M.O. That has uh, not they, been his they, M.O. His- they,
3: they pay the most amount of money from... Um, Lester that last year. No, well,
1: I understand, but that hasn't been his mo to just be the be the Yankees. Yeah, but he might, he might he might he
3: might do that now because look at what they did. Yeah, I mean it, that could I be know, the he, difference in a World Series and built, going out.
1: He built the Red Sox that he that they took the the, the way that he's doing it now, and he didn't go on spend big money on everybody. Yeah, I he, mean there was there were some big names. I'm not Theo Epstein.
3: Check his last couple years in Boston. They were he made some really bad signings. Like really bad. That's why they're really, really not good now. Is because of Theo Epstein. Would
4: you? Would, I mean, so if they did, if they did go out and get Granky, they would be the best team in the
2: National. Yeah,
3: League I mean, I'm not saying that's what they're going to do. I'm just saying, I mean, there's there's nothing stopping them from doing that.
2: Mm-hmm. What else besides starting pitching do they need? Do they have a weakness in in their, you know, in in their in their uh, batting order? You know, where where would you need to address? You know, lulls in the in the well, order. They're going to
4: have to figure out what they're going to do with Castro. I mean, he's not gonna. I mean, he did he did do something that I didn't think he would do. He he didn't tell him, "Hey, I'm not gonna play second base. Trade me." He stepped up, yep. played second base. He was a pro. And I mean, they're gonna have to figure out what they're gonna do there because Russell will be back. What are they gonna do with Baez? I think they could trade Baez because well, okay.
2: Here's here's what here's what I heard a, a pretty good trade in my mind, and, and maybe, maybe the Cubs give up uh, an extra player or two, um, but. Speaking from the White Sox standpoint, would you guys trade? Um, Chris Hill. No, Jose Quint- <laughs> Jose Quintana for Javier Baez. Baez. this is how the the so- White Sox badly need, uh, you know, right field Bat- and bats, right right side infielder. Sorry, and some power, some 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 uh, some bats, some, some power.
3: I don't. I don't think so. I I don't see Baez as being the answer. I just he, he strikes what? out. He strikes out too much. He's he doesn't really have a high on base percentage. Like I don't, I don't I just don't see a change in scenery for him helping him that 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 much.
2: Yeah, and the, and, the, and if if anybody's gonna wake up anybody, you know, as far as uh, offensive efficiency, it's definitely not the White Sox because <laughs> we we yeah, saw that. Yeah, and I
3: mean you know I, I have a track record of wanting to trade everybody, so not wanting to trade.
2: Quintana for for bias. I just don't. I, I'm not. Saying it would what, be. A, I think it would. Be, obviously, you think about answer it. the Cubs thing because Quintana has a super f- team friendly contract since he's I, he's only like 25 that, or 26. That would that would fill my my recommendation for the Cubs
3: would be finding a guy like that who you can you can get really. I mean, the top team could probably win you know 15 18 games. I I'm sure! I mean, oh, he, really sure. I mean he,
2: he. I think he was. I mean, he one lost, of the league leaders in quality starts. Yeah, I mean, he lost a lot of games by no, one run, no run, just support. no run
3: support on his on his daisy pitches. So yeah, I mean, that,
4: I can, I, I mean after Arenada and Lester, Hendricks probably stays. I mean, Hamels might have to go, but yeah,
2: know. but that's you know to, to your point, Carm. That's a that's the type of pitcher that the Cubs are probably looking for. Somebody who's on the cheap and who is pretty. Pretty darn good, which you know, as much but isn't as is that what everybody's
1: looking for? I mean, trying to
2: find. Well, right, I don't but, want to steal you know, Carmen's, Carmen's saying for fantasy
1: football, but you know, trying to find the best value in what you're getting.
2: Yeah, but you know what? The the, the some, guys, some guys are better at it than I I don't think the I don't think the White Sox are going to give him up for cheap because even though his record doesn't you know indicate you know how he has pitched, is a pretty damn good pitcher, and and for him to be. You know, getting shelled like he does as far as win losses, um, you know, being in the White Sox rotation is 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 not to say that he's not a good pitcher. So,
1: so so let's let's bring this let's bring this back to the very beginning because we we had a really good uh, conversation in our pre show um, on whether or not this is a, a quote unquote winning season for the the Cubs, whether this is a, a win for the Cubs making it to um, making it to right before the uh, the World Series. Um, NLC or, Champions. NL- NLC N- Champions, sorry. NLCS. Um, NLCS or, or not. That's, that's my, that, that was my question. Um, and I said I think that it was. I know Christopher doesn't like the word moral victory, and I don't know if I like the word moral victory, but I think that understanding where the expectations for the Cubs were last year, looking at what this year would be, and then this year coming into this year, I think, I think it's not fair to all of a sudden as a fan to change your expectations in the middle of the season when all of a sudden – Arietta starts pitching lights out the best that anybody's ever pitched the second half of the season, and all of a sudden say, no, now we're now we're a World Series team. When at the very beginning of the season, you said, let's try and make the playoffs.
2: you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, personally for me, um, I still think that you know, as much as of a low expectations and you know no experts really saw this coming from the Cubs in the beginning of the season and before the season started. You know, thinking that they were going to win ninety-seven games, you know, make the NLCS and go as far as they did. Uh, that being said, I still think it's a disappointment because if you get there, you have the opportunity to seize the moment. Yeah, the players are young, but look at the other side of it. Look at the other team that the Cubs went up against and lost to. They they don't have that much experience either. I mean, their whole starting pitching staff, except for except for Matt Harvey, is like twenty-five and under
1: but i don't think that but well, i don't i don't think that it's about whether or not they they like blew it or didn't blow it or the mets had it or not i think it's more about my my it's more of the expectations and i think that it's unfair for you to say well now now your expectation can be a world series now that you see you're, what they can a, do your, expecta- your expectations your can expectations be that. in march
2: and april yes are lower but when the team in september in august and septem- september the cubs are up uh, are 30 games above 500 you have expectations of, that you're gonna win. I understand, but
1: see, I don't. I don't agree with that because I don't think that as a fan that you can all of a sudden just change your expectations of something in in the middle of the in the middle of the season. You have expectations, and they go. No, so I
3: disagree. Destroyed. I disagree with that. And here, here's my case in point for that: like going going to the Chicago Bulls last year. Okay, going into that Cleveland series, everybody believed that they should have beaten Cleveland. Because all they had really had was LeBron James. Correct. They lost. I was disappointed in that because I felt like they the beginning of the season. I says no way they're not going to be able to beat the Cavs with those with that but team. circumstances, way, but circumstances changed, changed, changed. Yeah, but I st- that that even re- that changed it from not going to beat them to beat them, and uh, and they lost. I felt that was like the disappointment.
1: Circumstances didn't really change for the Cubs though, other than Arietta pitching pitching lights that, like just lights and out. Chris Chris Bryant being pretty
2: much but as you good knew, as he you as knew as that was expected. going to happen. Anthony Rizzo being as good as expected. Jorge Soler being. Probably better than expected, even though I, you know, I know, I think Fish was the one who would say that probably Solaire would have a better season than Chris Bryant. Which, granted, Injury, stati- injuries. Played statistically, a yeah, statistically that's not the case. But I think Solaire had a lot better postseason than, than, uh, than Chris Bryant. If you, you know, you go for statistically, stan- um, a little. If you look at the standpoint of statistics only, but you're in the NLCS, you have. In regards, probably one of the Cy Young finalists on your, in your rotation and another one who has got to the, to the top of the mountain and lifted the trophy in your rotation against three, for the most part, young kids. No, I, I see. You the, got to the see, dance, there's a, there's you, didn't, a, you didn't, you didn't, you didn't do it. You did you, you, you didn't finish what you
1: came there for. I, I agree, but I'm saying that your expectation of that, it's, it's not a failed season because of that. It's not, a, it's not a fail in the season because you did not expect or plan or have any thought of getting there, and so now it's, it's a building process. Listen, process. Listen, All of a sudden, just say, listen, hey, let's get to the mountain. Ready, set, jump, and get there in one failed one failed jump. You have to be able to make your way up you, and slowly but surely. You did, they've done that.
2: You did for our MLB uh, uh, preview show. You did the NL East, correct? And you, out of anybody, you picked the Washington Nationals, who had a completely terrible year. Yeah, and they were picked to be the best team in the majors. Yes, and they fell apart. Yeah, and look who's there: the Mets. They had low expectations, and they're in the World Series.
1: So understand, but that does not mean that if they would have lost it, that would have been a bust of the season for them. It would have been a
2: bust of a season because they gave up guys to get guys to get to get to the dance. But, okay, so they, they, they got up. they did went they, out and got Jonas Cespedes. Did the Cubs do that? No, they no, didn't the go Cubs, out and get anybody.
1: That's the thing. So therefore, it's not a bust of a season because the, the Cubs didn't say we're making the push now. We're doing well, that, this. Well, well, they they, they kind of did, wait, though. Wait, they kind of did. Wait, 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 well, no. they, I'm sorry. They go against you. They Josh. made their push,
2: but Rizzo did say they were gonna go. That was before the season yeah, even never, started, right? Yeah. We had we had that discussion earlier too as well. Saying that I liked his not I, I don't know that if he would say be. his his cockiness, but his 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 confidence. Brashness. Yeah, his co- I mean him and Madden Rizzo and Madden both before the season even started said that we're not playing to to to, to just make progress, we'll probably just win the World Series. So you know, I applauded his their confidence and and their ability and their their confidence in themselves to 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 make it there.
1: But I still struggle with the fact that you would say that this is this is a this this wasn't a I don't want to say positive season. However, you want to say it. this was. It,
2: uh, it, it's not like they lost in Game Seven, dude. They got swept out and they looked terrible. I mean, you got to look at it this way. They
3: they really just they won the 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 uh, base baseball NLDS, divisional. Yeah. No, the baseball divisional series. They you can't, don't even really count that they made the NLCS because they didn't win a game. It, yeah, they got. Swept. I mean, it's like they never showed up. So I mean, what they
2: never they they never even but they went they, from, they, they never they, led the series at all. I not even I mean, one it wasn't point. Even in what, competitive. What did they do last year? How many games did they won like seventy something like that? Sixty. Okay, sixty some
1: games last year, and now all of a sudden, nearly a hundred. Nearly hundred. I mean, how can you say that this is a this is a bust of a season? Yeah, but they. I if mean, not saying because going, in base, going, it, going back to the. The
4: playoff series against the Mets, they did not lead, and like you said, they didn't lead at all in that series.
1: I mean, it's disappointing. No, that that's, that, that series is disappointing. But the overall season, the body of work that they have, that doesn't mean that it's disappointing. Well, the well, body if of you, work if, that you, if you show. If you
4: had a conference with Madden and you asked him the same question, did you have a good? He would probably
1: say no. No, he would say that they had a great season. They had a terrible outing, but you he, would, put, he would not put down the entire
2: season just because the bright spot of the Cubs. Well, Nets he's not going to tell. He's yeah. not going to tell that. Oh, yeah, we had. a You know, it was disappointing. Uh-huh. He's not going to say that.
1: He's not going to say that, say that it was a disappointing season. Look at all the stuff that the Cubs have done now. Because look at Cubs. Cubs fans are like the future is the brightest you could ever possibly see right which now, which is true. Well, and the, so therefore that's why this season was great. It was the. It was the great. You know, some people would say the great arising of a giant, the great awakening I just, of a giant. I just look at it,
3: I just personally I just look at it as a freebie year because I mean, I think we all had expectations that they'd be probably be good, but they'd fall a little bit short of the playoffs. Well, you know what? They were better than we expected, and they made the playoffs. And so, they beat the Pirates, and that they was beat that, the Cardinals. That was the first year of this whole, you know, say five to six year run of the Cubs. That was the first year and nobody expected them to make the playoffs, and they did. So that therefore it's like a kind of like a free year where you know they're gonna be. Back. I mean, how bad do you really feel from? Them? You know they're gonna be back next year. They know you're gonna be back. In the, I mean, following I mean, barring a major injury, the Cubs are gonna be competitive for a long time.
1: And that's the thing is that if you're a year ahead of schedule, great. Like it's just it's just extra everything. It's it's not a loss of a season. Yeah, but look, now look.
2: next year they're gonna have World Series expectations. Now, yeah. so, 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 next, so
1: next year, if they don't make it back. Or, or get to the World they, Series, that's a, that's a letdown. Well, if they now, don't make the playoffs next year. If they year, don't make the playoffs at all, that's a I mean, letdown. But if they don't make the they, World Series, listen, that's a letdown. They
2: were in third place in their division. They won 97 games. If they win 95 games next year, they're not even in the, play, not even in the play-in the game. So look at that. I mean, depending they have to win. How,
1: depending on how everybody
2: Well, I think their does. goal
4: next year is to win the division.
1: Yeah. But What's look, the, what was their St, goal? St. This Louis,
2: year? St. Louis, this was the best year to play St. Louis because this is this they looked the worst 100 win team you've ever seen in the in, in the playoffs you, because you know they had they had they were they had well, it, Molina was hurt. Molina was hurt. Holiday was still trying yeah. to come back. Um, w- Wayne Wright still wasn't healthy. They didn't, didn't even have pitching. their.
4: St- they didn't even have their starting first baseman. If you, a-
1: if you go out and you say I'm going to run a mile and my goal is to run an eight minute mile, let's just say, all right. I know it's kind of it's it's not fast, not so. I just kind of know an eight minute mile. And you, why are you making fun of me? No, you, you're slow? no, you're, your you're, comparisons. Your comparisons are bad. bad. No, but I'm saying your your goal. Your goal is to run an eight minute mile. Okay, and you beat it by thirty seconds. Is it a disappointment because you didn't beat the world record of five minute five minute mile? No, it's not. It's still it's, still, yeah, it's but still, yeah, but you're not competing to anybody, right?
3: Yeah, but you're competing. Yeah, you are. Yes, and you are the world record, quote unquote. You're, but I'm yeah, saying you're competing just because you didn't
1: all of a sudden get the greatest of greatest in there, does not mean that it's all of a sudden it's 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 better than what it
2: was. Yeah, but you know what? And you're taking a that, step forward. That that was on your first run, on your last this run. This was their you tra- first run. No, this Latin. wasn't their their first run. Their Latin. first run was in June and July when they were no. they had low expectations. No. After you win, after you win ninety seven games and you are thirty plus games over five hundred, and you don't get there, it's disappointing the whole season.
1: so, therefore, your first run would be what? Last season when they no your your, fir, your first this run, is your
2: first run their first run at the playoffs. Their first run is if they would have gotten knocked out in the playing game by Pittsburgh. Then you say, okay, the season was great, we got there, now next season we're going to get over the hump. They had a chance to go to the dance. They were one of four teams in the majors to be able to have a chance to win the trophy, so and they didn't do you're it. You're
1: telling me it's a bigger letdown because they went further than it is that if they yes. were lost earlier. But,
3: but here, here, here Josh, yes. here, here's the thing, though. Is going, into the, going into that series, who was the hotter team? Who was the team that was supposed to win?
1: the cubs everybody had the a 50-50 shot no, were no, 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 cubs if you listen to any 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 major sports analysis it was a 50-50 shot with the, with the mets pitching and with the way that they were hitting it was a 50-50 shot everybody said that if you can get two if you can get two wins if you can get a win from Lester or Arietta or you can get even one of those if you can get an Arietta win you have a chance to bring it back home and with Wrigley and with the bats you have you have a chance to be able to do that and they just blew it I'm, i do not disagree that the Cubs just craft it down their leg, yeah. But I, what I'm disagreeing with is that it's not a loss of a season. I think,
3: yeah, I think it was a good season for the Cubs. I, I do. I mean, I think, like I said, nobody expected it, and you know all that. But yeah, I, I just think they fell flat. On they fell flat against the Mets, and that cost that cost them a shot. I mean, because they had a legitimate shot at a World Series this year, and they, they kind of they kind of you know let that fall out of their hands basically.
2: Yeah, and and I said, you know, I I, I think I was having the discussion with Fish maybe. That if the Cubs were able to get past Pittsburgh in the playing game, they had a legitimate shot of going to the World Series, and they did. They had they, they they just ran into a better team than the Mets. I mean, there's nothing you could do about it. I mean, I, mean,
4: the, I yeah, I mean, I mean the Mets, the Mets beat them. They beat them. They beat them kind of like break down the innings. They beat them in the first couple innings, and then after that, the Cubs, Cubs couldn't. Come Cubs, there was no coming back. There was no coming back. Yeah, but the Cubs' bull. The bright spot was the Cubs' bullpen was good. It mm-hmm. was good. After Tubs, the starting pitching came out, even even Tubs even starting pitching was even
2: that bad. the so the starting pitching wasn't terrible. I mean, to give up yeah three four runs, you're, you're, it just goes to say how good the Mets pitching was because it was yeah. able to shut down for the most part a, a, a pretty pretty potent lineup that the Chicago Cubs have. So.
1: Yeah, so we get, a, we get to uh, look forward to uh, an offseason of Cubs and, and Sox baseball, and then we get to look forward to uh, next year. But we'll uh, keep you updated with all the offseason stuff, so make sure you follow us on Facebook and on Twitter at Scrap City ScrapCitySports um, and at ScrapCitySports.com. Uh, our Twitter uh, is just blowing up, um, so make sure that you get on there and follow us on there and see uh, what's going on. But we get to go right now into a segment that we like to call um, kicking the Head
0: said Ain't that a kick in the head? Damn, i
1: don't know what it is about your face but i want to deliver one of these right in your suck hole uh-huh.
0: uh-huh.
1: uh-huh. uh, kicking the head is the opportunity where we all get a chance to uh in in our own imagination world kick somebody in the head that we think has just uh been boneheaded and dumb and stupid or whatever it is sometimes it's in sports sometimes it's not um and so we get a chance to kind of vent out our frustrations and be angry at somebody for 30 seconds so i don't know who has kick in the head first um i'll go first all right uh i I want to take this
3: time to kick in the head the fox broadcasting for last night's game six between the kansas city royals and the toronto Blue Jays. the fox broadcast decided to put up a uh, CG of announcing that game one of the World Series against the Mets and Royals was going to take place at 7 p.m. when the game was not over. It was the seventh inning. And that was the same inning that the Blue Jays decided to come back in the game and tie it. So it would have been really bad if they would have lost that game and Fox had broadcast the fact that well, that's just that's Mets just the like Royals.
2: the uh, that's just like the Houston what was it Houston mayor? Oh, the mayor that tweeted out, you know, congratulations to the Houston Astros for winning and going to the ALCS, and when they had lost and <laughs> who, who <laughs> Toronto was won.
1: Well, that's like uh, that's like kids in they always make the joke the kids in Africa get a whole bunch of whoever uh T T shirts at the team that never won so. Yeah, I just, yeah, I just <laughs> thought that was, yeah, you know, especially for, for national for, television. Yeah,
3: Fox, which, you know, nationally, nationally syndicated. I think,
2: I don't understand this because, you know, Fox Sports, I know they're pretty big, but why not just have it on Fox? Because it's more of an, it's hard to find Fox Sports channels. I scrolled through yesterday
1: when you said uh, jump on the game. I scrolled through Comcast all the way from the bottom, like, 400 all TBS, the way up and through TBS, and pretty easy to find FSN. Yeah, T- but
4: TBS announcers are T- they're terrible. They're terrible. Ter- Kel yeah. Ripken and uh, Ron Darwin. Her- oh,
1: Harold Reynolds. God. Oh, God. oh my they're, God. They're yeah. Terrible. This is totally going off, but I was when after afterwards. Fox Sports had a, a football thing on, and it was um, uh, who used to be the quarterback for the Cardinals and was from U.S. Matt Leiner. Matt Leiner was one of the hosts. Or whatever the show was, I mean, he's got to make money for his family. No, <laughs> I know, but Poor guy. He, he's he actually wasn't that bad. I, but I, I was just w- surprised. I was like, Why is Matt Leiner talking to these other two guys about why he hates them? And then I was like, Oh, he's hosting in a sports. It was just,
2: it was interesting. I did not expect that. Well, that's was, like Tim Tebow, dude. You're you're well, you're, Tim Tebow, Tim Tebow just went like to SEC Network, though.
1: He he did not, he <laughs> he just went to SEC Network because he's be, he's the best SEC player of all time. Let's
3: especially. not get, let's not get me started on Tim Tebow, okay? <laughs> let's, let's leave that
2: one. And well, yeah, that that actually that Kansas City Blue Jays game yesterday was pretty damn good.
1: Yeah, I watched
2: the end of it. Anyway, my kick in ahead is going to be Michael Vick.
4: Oh, amen, brother. The reason (laughs) why I have Antonio Brown on my fantasy football team and if my first round pick not even averaging my twenty five points that I need my twenty
1: five for that for that
3: team you got you need about fifty points out Antonio Brown.
1: (laughs) Wait till I play you. Yeah, Michael Vick has been terrible. It's it's just been. It's sad because I I have,
2: have my childhood, and my adolescent teen years. I was a huge Michael Vick fan. Everybody and, was. Nah, I think I was like I I, I had Michael. I was more than anyone. I was I, I, I was is pretty big Michael Vick fan, and uh, to see him just play like that is is embarrassing.
3: Well, well it's em- embarrassing the fact that like y- you would think with the amount of weapons he. He has around him like you got to throw the ball at Antonio
2: Brown, yeah. hand it
3: off to Le'Veon Bell. How hard is that?
2: I don't understand it. Like you know, you have probably the best wide receiver in football in Antonio Brown, and you can't throw him a three yard slant or a, or a screen pass to let him just see what he can do. Because no, because Michael Vick has to
1: dance around like he's doing the cha cha for six
2: seconds. I mean, I don't get it. Because tending uh, to find a running lane. This is just like get the get your playmakers the ball and. Hopefully, oh, is it Landry Jones? Here's the thing, though, not to get off
3: topic, but here's the thing: is how is it that Michael Vick has a job and Tim Tebow doesn't? How, how is that possible? I don't know. I mean, the guy I mean, went to jail
1: for fighting dogs. Is,
3: is now back, and Tim Tebow just praises Jesus and won a whole bunch of football games and won a playoff game in the NFL and doesn't have a job. How is that possible? against
2: the Steelers? How is that possible? (laughs) Against the same Steelers.
3: I'm not a huge Tebow fan, but I feel like the guy's just gotten a a raw deal in life with
2: football. I mean, he really did. Why don't we get
1: a raw deal? I mean, he... he, Professionally. Hey, listen. Listen, Sorry. He could be a
2: backup quarterback in a lot of places. (laughs) Pittsburgh, Dallas, Chicago for sure. I would take Tim Tebow over he, whoever they have. Yeah, but you wonder though
3: if, if just having Tebow on your roster like that is just going to cause a, a frenzy of
1: No, because or, you, he, the Browns have Johnny Manziel on well, there. Well, well, Yeah,
2: yeah, but I really, what he I, would be a good where he would be a good quarter uh backup quarterback is is it no, as a team that does that has a quarterback that is never going to leave the lineup unless he's hurt Tom Brady. They, they tried Span that. Diego. They tried that. Tom
3: Brady in New England. They tried oh, that. They, they tried Bell that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's <laughs> a surprise. I'm like, "Well, if anyone's going to be able to figure out how to do how to do uh Tim, Tim, Tebow. Tim Tebow right. It's gonna be In Phil all exactly. Tim, Tim,
1: Tim Tebow would be the the tamer version of Gronk if they put him at tight end. I San think Di- he'd be good. I, San, Diego. I mean, Diego. San Diego San Diego. Yep. yep, you could do that. I mean let him be, go back play. to Denver.
3: Was it was he on the, ever on the Raiders? No. That yeah, would be, that, that, would be that would be that would be that would be bad. That would be bad. Why? Why? That would be terrible. Because
1: David is not established enough. Granted not David Carr. Yeah, David Carr. Derek. Derek, Derek David Carr. David Carr was up. his brother. Yeah, keep getting
2: messed up. from Houston. That was terrible. He was, he was terrible. he was terrible. He got hit a lot though. So and like, and yeah, just to just to reutter this, everybody in. I don't know if Houston I, gets hit a lot. Oakland Raider fans are jerks. Terrified? I was at the Bears no. game against Oakland. Okay, and I was trying to order a hot dog, and I had an Oakland Raider fan family in my face the whole time I stood in line, and was yelling Raiders. In my face, like I'm trying to order a hot dog. You're in Chicago. Get the heck out of my face before brawl start. But nevertheless, are you, all, are I, you kicking I, that Raiders no, fan in the head? No, I literally, <laughs> I no, that wasn't. That's not even my kicking that. I literally just turned my head to the left and said, a couple year, years ago, you guys only won two games. So please, right. contain your excitement. Anyways, my kick in the head is going out to a couple people on the same cool. wavelength that fish is on. Mike kicking the heads are going out to the Green Bay Packers Mike McCarthy would you please sit Eddie Lacey he is killing every fantasy owner that there is with his utter crap that is out there you know he's like has like eight or nine carries for fifteen yards for a guy who is projected to be one of the top five best running backs in fantasy football and in football in general has been sucking big time and along with the same wavelength cj anderson killing my fantasy team what is going on you went from being one of the best running backs in the league the last eight or nine weeks of the season to being one of the worst so for that cj anderson green bay packers eddie lacy get a big old
1: kick in the head well my kick in the head is going to be for something a little a little bit different Um, So some people like Fish Don't get mad at me for kicking you in the head But if you've never seen the TV show The Leftovers It's on HBO I'm going to very nicely and softly Nudge you in the head with my foot Instead of kicking you in the head Because you need to see um, that show It just started back up It's what, the third episode of this season?
4: Correct Yeah,
1: so it just started back up It is the weirdest show You're going to watch it You're going to be a little confused about it Everybody is watching it But it's really, really good um, plus our Halloween costumes this year are, um, the guilty remnant from the leftovers. And if nobody watches a show, nobody gets our Halloween costumes and we feel stupid. So, so
3: when we're at the bar, are we not going to be able to talk to each other?
1: <laughs> we have notepads and I have, I have notepads and Sharpies to have us communicate. So. <laughs> Sweet. I know. I feel like that would just be, that's going to be a good uh,
2: deal. I'm pretty sure that we are going to be the only five or six people, whatever it is, that <laughs> have seen this show. So, yeah, I'm people just it. think, like, what It's what are a them? bunch of weird what people I, it,
1: that come to zombie stuff. They does have it, to have seen that show before. Does it really mat- doesn't really matter. Doesn't really
3: matter, though. I mean, it really doesn't. We, we just kind of beat to our own drum for that thing, anyway.
1: <laughs> so. We should have won. What was it? Two, I know this is going off again, but we should have won. What two was that? Two years ago? Yes. Yeah, those should have won. Yeah, and it was just some girl with big boobs and a zipper zombie face, whatever it was. And then last year, didn't the person that won wasn't even dressed up. They just had a yeah. They had a, they had a, a they were on crutches. Yeah, they just they just got hurt. So that Anyways. means that we're getting into some Bears talk. That means that we uh, are heading into the old NFL season. We're on a bye week right now with the Bears. Uh, Bears got a week off uh, going in. Uh, two and four, correct? Two yes, and four, correct. Um, just dropping a, uh, that's a heartbreaking why, loss. That's
2: why that Detroit loss was pretty important. Yeah. They could have been going into the bye at a five hundred record at three, three and three. Yeah, Man, three people would row. have been pretty happy with that. And that instead, about low they got. And ex- in the, instead, they got jobbed on a couple huge, huge calls. Oh, yeah. No, I, I completely For one, agree the Golden Tate <laughs> one
3: was probably the worst. That was the most ridiculous call I've ever seen in my life. I don't
2: understand. If they they're gonna go figure from, it out, NFL. If they're going to go a from a huge controversy in the last NFC Championship game... Was it NFC Yeah, right? No. No, no, no. Never mind. Uh, no, the last game, Dallas-Green Bay, divisional game um, with the Des Bryant catch, no catch. If anything... Yeah, we screwed up this. But anyways, if anything, Des Bryant should have been a touchdown. Yep. Golden Tate should not have been a touchdown. Megatron should have been a touchdown. Megatron like should ago. have
3: been a touchdown. My, my question is though is if that would have been Megatron, okay, and he would have gotten the touchdown, would not we have all been, we would have been
1: okay with Okay, it. okay, well Makeup call.
3: It's against the same team that the original one happened with. It's yeah, it's a, it's a makeup call. Plus I, Calvin I Johnson's
1: a pretty likable guy.
2: And plus, Calvin Johnson probably would have caught that and not got it knocked out of his hands. So Golden like Tate, thought, you just
1: want to punch him in his you know, throat, giant like you like you said <laughs> scumbag. There's a kick in the head right there. We just want to literally kick Golden Tate in the head.
2: Yeah, he's 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 been a, he's been one of those guys that everybody's hated since Seattle. He benefited from the from the. I,
1: I hated him from
3: from Notre Dame. Yeah, somehow.
2: From the interview. <laughs> I not know why I did. What, what was the name of the catch or the play in Seattle against Green Bay in the opening week of the season? There was a replacement ref thing, right? Wasn't ref? Was it? Yeah, gate. was there a name
1: for it? Refgate, catchgate.
2: <laughs> I don't anyways. crappy gate. But he I benefited know, on that. He benefited on that bad of a call, and now he's benefiting again on a ter- even more terrible call. It's like. If we're just going to rag on Bolton Tate,
1: I, I, I wanted to point out, and this is where I about but, lost it, and there was, there was a flag thrown for a terrible call on, on defensive pass interference. And he stood there and put his arm out and pointed at the ground, and the, the, the referee threw the flag right where his hand was pointing. I mean, and he literally just followed it up. Yeah, like he, 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 did, he called yeah. the flag to himself, and I was like, I want I want a semi-truck to just hit you right now. Like, <laughs> oh, I was so unhappily
2: angry. I, I, I got I qu- a question life.
3: for you guys. Now you know the end zone pylon, yes, and you know where it sits on the field.
2: Yes, then out of bounds.
3: It, it's out of bounds, right? But if you're going for a touchdown and you touch that pylon, That's any part of the touch, uh, any part of the pylon, it's a touchdown. But the but the actual pylon is out of bounds. Well, the
1: the front edge of the pylon, but it's sits just the edge. In so in so
3: if they like tap the inside of it, it should be in bounds. But if you tap the outside of
1: it, how is that? A I touchdown? think that, I think it's because you have enough you're in the air enough. That doesn't matter. I mean, you could you could hold the the ball outside of the goal line. Yeah, over it. And, but it could be out of bounds. As long as it's past the goal line and it hasn't touched Which is the ground
2: also, there, then, then it's a touchdown. It's just ridiculous rules in general. I mean, for, for a running back to be able to get a handoff and then just literally stick the ball over and then get it knocked out is a touchdown, but... You know, but a receiver has to have maintain it with a football movement, move which a, which Golden Tate didn't do because he took he planted he
1: didn't have the ball in the end zone. That was the thing it was he wasn't he didn't establish himself as a runner outside of the end zone going into it. He caught the ball, bobbled it as he was going in the end zone, and then officially caught it in the end zone. But he was still a receiver. He hadn't made a football move in the end zone. And on that, we got to move on past
2: that bad call. Uh, <laughs> because, no, because because no. It's, it's pointless to argue about this. It's just everybody, to it right. everybody, everybody, not even everybody in Chicago, everybody that was watching football last week knew that was not a catch and not a touchdown. So it's, I was just it's very, pointless to even say that I NFL was just blew it.
1: I was very surprised when they when they didn't overturn it. So but so the Bears are going to the bye week. They're two and four. Um, They have a little bit of news out of there. Uh, uh Jeremiah Ratliff has been released. So the bears are uh, a little bit. Did you
3: hear how he got released, though? Yeah,
1: yeah, security guards.
3: (laughs) Yeah, no, they they escorted him out of the building and then they called uh, Lake County or wherever they're at, uh, Lake Forest police to make sure
1: he left the premises. I mean, well, because I guess they had asked him to leave a couple times and Pace went outside and was like (laughs) trying to calm him down. And it was just turning out really bad. I guess he's got a really bad temper. So yeah, I, I've heard. Well, wasn't
2: this the same guy that said that he wanted to be traded? Right? wasn't Ra- Wasn't there some something with Ratliff earlier in the year that that he? No, that was Willie uh, Willie Young wanting to be traded. Yeah. I know that. Oh, was it Willie Young? Yeah. Yeah. No, Rat-
1: and Ratliff's a good player. He's a good defensive, a good defensive player. And... Yeah, when he was on
3: the field, he was very productive for yeah. the Bears.
1: So it's it's gonna be a it's gonna be a loss to them with an already struggling uh, defense. Uh, well, actually, which leads I was would... us
2: too. I would say that probably the Bears' defense is, in my opinion, one of the biggest surprises because you know from being a such a terrible defense under Mark Trestman and not many upgrades besides maybe Pernell McPhee, who has been he's been really good. He's been worth he's been worth the contract that that's what I'm talking about. Not that it was a big contract. That's what I'm
3: talking about there, right there. That's value right there. But he has been all over the place on
2: defense, on special teams. The dude's been all over there. All uh, uh, all around I the field. How are you a GM already, Carmen?
3: I don't know. Football will be really hard, but
1: <laughs> one on. But get if you look this. at basketball, it. I could totally do. But
3: <laughs> here's the here's the thing though: is is like okay from the Bears' defense. Yeah, it's better, but they have to. I mean, you can't go any you can't get any worse from last year. I mean, you, you really can't. To me, the biggest surprise with the Bears is the way Jay Cutler's playing.
1: Yeah, buddy. When
3: on the field, when on the field, I mean, he still got the same demeanor. Like you still kind of want to punch him in his throat, but. He he's making like Golden smart,
2: Tate or no
3: no not not that bad. I, I would, maybe <laughs> I take a little bit off of the punch or something like that. It wouldn't punch him as hard, but he, he's making smart football decisions, which is the first time in his career that I've ever seen him make smart football decisions. Which to me is a credit to the coaching
2: staff.
1: Three like, games that he's played, he is almost a one to two uh, or two to one touchdown to interception Wait, wait
2: so are you guys saying that coaching staff four. coaches make a bigger impact than players? do? Dude. Not a in, bigger in football. In, place. in football. <laughs> yeah. In, okay. football, in football. Anyways, because so we're hey, Christopher, if you want to
3: circle back, we could circle back and say what happened to the Cubs? Was it was it Joe Madden or was it Joe the Madden team? Failed. Joe Madden did make
2: some pretty crappy but, moves. But needless to
3: say, the series wasn't entertaining because they weren't hitting the ball. There's no manager moves to make without hitting the ball. Christopher, you, hitting Christopher
1: you had you had something that you were saying about uh, the Bears' defensive secondary that you were just which super which is surprised okay, about.
2: super surprised that the Bears are actually in the top half of defenses for the mm-hmm. year, yeah. which is surprising because I didn't think they, I think the I, you know, like Carmen said, I thought they were going to be improved. I didn't think they were going to be this improved to, to, to be able to hold teams, how they're holding them to, you know, sub 25 points a game is, is kind of incredible in my opinion, considering they have essentially the same lineup, yeah. but the guy who is most surprising on this team is Kyle Fuller. What happened to this dude? I mean, to be a first-round pick and to go from having the the blazing start, which I was never a big, you know, let's jump on the Kyle Fuller. He's the next Peanut Tillman, cornerback um, for the Bears-type uh, fan. But he had a pretty remarkable start to the season last year. And, you know, I know that he tailed off at the end of the season, but he, ha- he was playing with a bunch of injuries. So, you know, I kind of, you know, gave him a little leeway as far as play went. But he has been... He looks lost out there. He just looks brutal, and you know, it was really surprising considering you know normally players make a progression in the form of yeah. better play, not your play worse play, yeah. especially a player that young and and, and you know that showed glimpses of. Of excellence, excellence. Yeah, for the most part.
3: Yeah, but it's kind of. I mean, you you wonder if it's like they talk about like in baseball with prospects and bringing up a prospect too early on a bad team, and you know you take a really good prospect and get them used to losing like that, and it kind of diminishes a lot of their skill and their confidence level and their swagger and all that stuff. And maybe maybe that's. I mean, he came out like a, like a bat out of hell his his I mean, he first was, couple of games his rookie year. Then you know, I mean, they got pounded last year, and I mean, he got pounded last year. So now he's kind of lost all his he lost all his swagger. Like he's basically starting out from square one again.
1: I don't know. At the end of the season, they were still comparing him. I mean, he wasn't with Joe Hayden, but I mean, he was he was up. I mean, he was considered one of the better cornerbacks in the league.
2: And so even, yeah, even that's, getting pounded, that's, that's not an excuse because. Look at look at a guy like Darrell Revis, who was cut from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and is now essentially carrying the New York Jets. Again. You know, to to a, a very respectable team who, you know. Were they four and one? Me, including, didn't really expect this out of them, to be honest with you. So, you know, to say that, you know, he was pounded into the ground and, and you know, kind of can't come back out of this hole. Darrell Revis was regarded as the best cornerback in the league. Went to Tampa Bay, was cut because couldn't 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 do it anymore. Goes to New England, wins him a Super Bowl. Now goes to New York. So, you know that I I don't believe that at all. I mean, he gets paid. He, he, he's a professional. Do your damn job.
1: Let's
2: let, let, let's go to the other side of the
1: ball because you you mentioned Jay Cutler. So Jay Cutler has been um a, a, a surprise as far as positive this year. Uh, everybody last year. Was screaming for his head, um, and this year I think that he's really quieted some of that criticism down by being more efficient. He uh, being able to uh, be less of a risk taker.
2: Well, um, and al- I think part of that is the game plan. And, and we've also do you have Fox and Pace put in? We've also had a glimpse of what the other you know the other side of the grass here. What what the other side of the the the, the coin is there with. Jimmy Clausen. I mean, who else who who legitimately who else are we going to have? You know. This is it's it's just not good. Jay Cutler is the best option that the Chicago Bears are going to have which, you know, whether you like it or not, yeah, you know, was it is a good thing or a bad thing that's left to be seen. Um I think a lot of people were just more mad with how much money the guy makes and what he's actually putting out on the field. So that's not his fault either. That's front office's fault. So so, so you have you have that um, another surprise that uh, that
1: I think uh, is a good thing for the Bears is Alshon Jeffrey and his game back. It um, looked really, really good. Um, or was Detroit's defense really, really bad? Here is the thing, though.
3: Here is the thing, though, with Alshon Jeffries is what do you do if you are the Bears and he he wants a new contract? It's evident that he wants a new contract. Is he he wants number one money? He wants. He wants Antonio Brown. He wants Des Bryant. He wants those guys <laughs> kind Demarius of money. Thomas. Demary, yeah, he wants Demarius Thomas Does and it, Des Bryant money.
1: So T-Y, do you, T.Y. Hilton money. T-Y Hilton, do you think that he would get that somewhere else? I hope so. I'll put you that way. I don't think the Bears should pay him at all. But I'm saying, do you think that he would get that somewhere else? Because if he doesn't, if he doesn't get that from somewhere else, you tell him, listen, we'll give you wide receiver two money because that's what you're worth right now. That's, that's what, what the tru- market that's has. That's what you are. Yeah,
2: but you know get what? Th- those, plans, you know. those plans fall directly on the shoulders of Kevin White. Because mm-hmm. if, if Kevin White could actually suit up this season and put up some stats and, and show show why the Bears drafted it at number seven, I think bye bye Alshon Jeffrey. If not, they're going to give him a pretty crappy contract. Well, not crappy. Of course, he's going to be making more money than all of us combined. But but <laughs> you can never it's, say that if a player be def- cra- crappy. It's method. definitely not going to be you know Demarius One, two, Thomas yeah. or Des Bryant money. So. I and think I think a lot of this dictates on what Kevin. White where can do. would you,
3: where would you sign Elshon Jeffries at if if Des well, Bryant signed the five year seventy million dollar contract? What is Elshon Jeffries worth to the Bears and to you right now?
1: Uh, I nine, would, nine a year, nine ten a year. I mean, I, I just 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 going general. I mean, you know, you are going to talk back. In I think in yeah, if you could so? get, if you could get him for five fifty.
2: if you could get them for a, a lower year contract, maybe th- two or three years. And, you know, maybe like Josh said, maybe eight or nine million a year would be. Would be How a much bargain. are you
3: guaranteeing them? Because that's really what it's all about in football contracts is guaranteed.
1: So if you go nine a year and you go three, you're going 27 million. I mean, if you went 20 million guaranteed.
3: Yeah, I don't think he's signing for 20 million, though. I, I don't,
1: but I, but I'm, my, my question is is, well, it's like is he getting that anywhere else?
3: Probably not. 20, 20 million guaranteed?
1: Probably. Well, 20 million guaranteed. But
2: then he's going to be in a five year contract, he's going to be locked into a team. Longer. I mean well he, it's like the whole Jared Allen thing you know the the guarantees could wind up burning them because you know they give the guy guaranteed money like Jared Allen they gave him his his yearly contract this year or his year, yearly salary with this year was 12 mil and 11 of it was paid up front and then you know the T te- Carolina was only on the hook for a million bucks the Bears had already paid him what so. are their te-
1: what other teams though, are going to want are going
3: to need... Des, Des Bryant got, Bryan got $45 million guaranteed. $20 million is not going to get... But, but I'm saying Alshon.
1: that... No, but I'm saying if you only went with a three-year, $9 million contract, if you went three year contract for $20 million, that's that's over three-quarters of a your, guy your, who your I, money guaranteed. A guy
2: who I seem see pretty um, comparable to Alshon Jeffrey is a guy like DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. Which, yeah. same kind of similar body... I don't almost and, re- and, and and they're not like really deep ball guys but they're more possession receivers and, and in Yeah, I,
3: I would almost if it's me I'm I'm paying DeAndre Hopkins before I pay Alshon Jeffries. Yeah, here.
2: but you know we don't hear this we don't hear the story. We don't we don't see, you know, DeAndre Hopkins and we don't we don't hear about DeAndre Hopkins all during the week like we do Alshon Jeffries. So, you know, we don't know I'm not even
3: talking about during the week. I'm talking about Sundays when Alshon Jeffries plays. He drops a lot of balls. He does. Yeah, but DeAndre DeAndre
2: Hopkins actually cost Houston a a chance to tie the game in their last week because he threw the ball. He caught the ball for a first down, and 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 Houston was driving it to uh, potentially tie up the game with a field goal. And I think he caught the ball on like the opposing forty yard opposing team's forty yard line, and then after the play, he tossed the ball at the defender, got a fifteen yard unsportsmanlike conduct penalty, and that killed the drive. That, that was it. They couldn't. It was. It was first and twenty five, and Houston couldn't come back from that.
1: I don't know. I think that. I think that if you could, if you could get him to a, and I'm not saying team friendly as far as like discount Alshon Jeffrey, but if you can do a, a team friendly one, I would like to sit. I'd like to see him stay. Those are things you can work on. Is not dropping balls. Those are things you can work on with your hands. But there's things that you just can't teach, like size. You know, just that that football instinct that you have that he does have way to control your body and keep your feet in make those catches there's those are things that you just can't teach those are things that come naturally and not everybody has that and you have a wide receiver that has that and I'm not even an Alshon Jeffrey advocate I, I really don't care but I think that those are that's just something that you can't teach and so you need to be able to hang on to that when you have not at all cost but if you can get it to where it's not I mean think about this if you get rid of him and Matt Forte both in the same year You're going to be going down in your offensive production really a lot.
3: Josh, who would you rather have on your team? Would you rather have T.Y. Hilton or Elshon Jeffries? Elshon Jeffries. You take Elshon over T.Y. Hilton? Absolutely. I would, too. Just want to see what your thoughts are. No,
1: absolutely. I'm know i a Colts fan, but I would absolutely
2: take Elshon Jeffries over. He's bigger. He's He's stronger. He's stronger. I thought you were a Bears fan. Would you guys trade (laughs) Jay Cutler for Andrew Luck? (laughs) (laughs) Just
1: shut up. No, I just... Do you think, though, okay, so let's let's go let's go down to the running back because that is a question at the end of this year is that, or whether during this year, if they're going to trade Matt Forte away. Um,
2: well, they're not going to trade, trade him. They're not going to
1: trade him. Or I guess let let him go. Um, is that something that you, well, some people were talking about if they traded him because then his contract would be up and you don't have to, you don't get nothing. Yeah, in that's during form. the
3: season, not after. You're not trading him. Okay, sorry, during
1: the can. season, uh, trading him and not just losing out on him, do you... Do you do that? Are you comfortable with your backup from Michigan State now being your lead every ha- down back? Well, we
2: haven't seen Langford in a expanded role, so it's kinda of hard to say. He's a go he, which I don't know. Matt Forte has never really given me the doubt of not being a goal line back. Granted, he's not the biggest guy in the world, but either is Langford. So I why, not- why they take why they take Forte out in the goal line is kind of mystifies me, but Hey, I'm if not. I, a, I'm not on the coaching staff. So if I'm know. a football general
3: manager, I'm not building my team around a running back. I'm just not. It's just not going to happen. Their, their, their shelf life is way too short. You can. I mean, if you have a good offensive line, as you can learn, as you learn in Dallas, you have a good offensive line. You can plug anyone in there, and they can rush for a thousand yards. That's not true.
1: That's not true. Look That's not true. true. Look <laughs> <What laughs> at do this mean? year. So, Look at this year. Yeah, yeah but Joseph that,
3: Randall last year was getting caught shoplifting perfume at J.C. Penney's. So I mean, that doesn't really count. <laughs>
1: You just said plug anybody in there. Yeah. Well, I mean, they, did, I, did. I mean, they you did. know how many jokes we've made about I could run for a thousand yards behind it. I, I, I'm not saying I could, but no, it's not, so. It's not looking
2: are. so good seeing yeah. as how they got three potential starting running backs. Darren McFadden, Joseph Randall, and now uh, apparently Christine, uh, Michael. Christine yeah, but Christine yeah, Michael, but his name is.
3: that being that being said in Dallas, I mean, you have no quarterback. You don't have your star receiver. That kind of hurts the running game because everybody knows you're going to run the ball.
2: Well, I'm hoping so because I got Joseph Randall and I need him to produce. (laughs) (laughs) It all goes back to fantasy here, folks. If you listen, it always goes back to fantasy.
1: And if you want to find out more about our fantasy stuff, uh, make sure to follow us on Facebook or on Twitter or uh, like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at ScrapCitySports and ScrapCitySports.com where you can see uh, my terrible, awful uh, fantasy team and everybody else's Cat awful. I played you this week. I know. This is bad. I'm projecting score. I've lost to Roy. I'm, with, though, you. So I'm, with, I'm with you, Josh. My team's not that good either. Oh, that's I'm great. with you
3: too, Fish. Your team is not <laughs>
4: that
1: good
2: either. <laughs> Wait well, till I play you. Anyways.
1: But we uh, we want to move on real quick. We want to head to a, uh, a segment we like to call Bro vs. Bro. Hey, brother.
0: Hey,
1: Is that your final answer? Uh, Bro vs. Bro is a, um, uh, an opportunity that we do where uh, Carmen Christopher, actually the last couple times times has been Josh and Roy, and Josh has been on a roll. I'm on a winning
3: streak. It's been so long, but I just want everybody to know I'm on a winning streak.
1: But uh, Carmen and Christopher, who are brothers in real life, get to go head-to-head in some uh, trivia. Um, Wait, this is real life? <laughs> this is real life. What is that What is that guy? Uh the the kid that had the uh, his his wisdom teeth taken out and he was on her anesthetic and he's like, is this real life? Back um, to your YouTube clubs.
2: Yeah. So, <laughs> all right. So we um, the only guy I ever know to get banned from YouTube. Yeah. So we uh, <laughs> we're gonna be doing
1: this. Um, so here's how it works: is that I'm gonna ask. We have ten questions, one tiebreaker. Um, Carmen, and Christopher. Uh, if uh, Carmen wants to answer, he's gonna say Carmen. If Chris wants to answer, he's gonna say Christopher. Um, I'm gonna read the question. If they uh, want to answer, they'll do that. If one doesn't finish, the other one can hear the rest of the question or get it repeated Wants to uh, be able to do that. And uh, best out of 10 with a tiebreaker wins. We good to go? Yep. Okay, so here's what we got is um, with the Cubs having an epic meltdown against the Mets, um, we're going to be talking all the questions they have to do with the worst uh, meltdowns, the worst fails um, in sports history.
3: Oh, good. Sports, not just one. So, so one no, sports sports, okay, sports yeah. history,
1: but just the worst, um, uh, like, just meltdowns. All right. So, here we go. Question number one. After starting the 2003 season with a perfect 6-0 and 0 record and led First by the quarterback, yes. Detroit Lions. Incorrect. And led by the quarterback uh, wide receiver duo of Dante Culpepper and Randy Moss, fans of this team thought the team was on its way to make the postseason without much trouble. That all Carmen, changed. Yes. Minnesota Vikings. Correct. That was the 03 Minnesota Vikings. Um, question number two. Uh, this. Uh, sorry, I got to find out where I'm at. After finding themselves in first place for the majority of the season, this 1969 team dropped 17 of 25 in the month of September to fall out of first, watching the New York Mets overtake them and eventually go on to win the World Series.
3: Carmen. Yes. Baltimore Orioles.
1: Incorrect. Could you repeat the question? Um, after finding themselves in first place for the majority of the season, this 1969 team dropped 17 of 25 in the month of September to fall out of first, watching the New York Mets overtake them and eventually go on to win the World
2: Series. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you know that. Uh, the Mets, the, the Mets want a winning, huh? Yes. Hurry up. Oh boy. The Montreal Expos. Incorrect. You know it?
1: No. It's Cubbies. Oh, I should have known. There's a couple. He's 1969. All right. Um, 17 seconds was the matter of time in which this 2013 team saw their season literally fall apart. Yes. Boston Bruins. Correct. Good one. It is one of the most. Uh, so this is number four. Right. Number four. Um, it's one of the most well-known collapses in MLB history as the 2007 this team, who were up seven games in the NL East with 17 to play, lost 12 of their final 17 to lose their grasp on the NL East. Carmen. Yes. New York Yankees. Incorrect. Can you repeat that again? One of the more well-known collapses in MLB history as this 2017 uh, were up seven games in the NL East with 17 to play and lost 12 of their final 17 to lose their grasp on the NL East. The New York Mets. Correct. All
2: right. Question So after the last two questions had something to do with the NL East... I've been trying the only team I know in the NL East wait, right I, now. Wait, that was NL East, too? Again? Yeah. God, that's wrong.
1: Wrong, we <laughs> again. I'm, I'm, I'm the, not stuck on the NL East. Okay, go all right, here we go. Um, after falling behind at home uh, to this team by as many as 28 points, the second year player, Andrew Luck, orchestrated a comeback for the ages, stunning to this team, yes. Kansas City Chiefs. Correct. 45 to 44 in the end. 2013, Kansas City Chiefs um let's see while some of the fans remember the 1995 collapse of this ball club who lost an 11.5 game lead by going 8 and 27 over their last 35 games including two nine game losing streaks um with this team's collapse occurring just this past season it's still very fresh in the minds of many some fans remember the 1995 collapse of this team or no, sorry, of the California Angels, who lost an 11.5-game lead by going 8-27 and over their last 35 games, including two nine-game losing streaks. With this team's collapse occurring just last season, it's still very fresh in the minds of many. I'll keep going. As baseball's best team, 28 games were 500 and first place in the AL West on August 9th, this team seemed to have all the prices. Christopher Yes. Oakland Athletics. Correct. That was confusing. That's a, that's, sorry, that, I apologize. I I read the first part. That was incorrect. I'm I'm sorry. That I made that, that, that took me
2: a second. All right. I'm having major brain farts of who else is in these teams' divisions here. Right, here I can't even get the right league number. So. Number that's is where it, I'm at. I, 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 I All
1: right, uh, what's the score right now? Four to one. Four to one. I think this this is for it right here. Oh, no, it can't be. Yes, because you yeah. had oh, to, I you have get, to get, get it right. Yeah, get it right. What right. uh, what question is this? Number seven. Yes, after leading the L. A. Lakers by as many as fifteen points in the final period on the road. This team found themselves on the outside looking in, surrendering that margin to see the Lakers march on to the NBA Finals in 2000. Christopher. Yes. The Phoenix Suns. Incorrect. Repeat it. Uh, After leading the LA Lakers by as many as 15 points in the final period on the road, this team found themselves on the outside looking in, surrendering that margin to see the Lakers march on to the 2000 NBA Finals.
3: Portland Trailblazers. Correct.
1: All right, that was, that. that was a good one. That was a good one. that one took all my brain power. All right, a nationally televised game in the ballpark, formerly known as Jacobs Field, Carmen. The, uh, yes,
3: uh, Cleveland
1: Indians. Correct. No, incorrect. I'm sorry. Repeat the question. Repeat
4: the question, please. He might be
1: correct. A nationally, no. A nationally televised game in the ballpark, formerly known as Jacobs Field, the Indians overcame an insane 12-run deficit to beat this team to complete the biggest comeback in MLB history. Dead air. The dead ba- air. The Baltimore Orioles. Incorrect. It's the Seattle Mariners, 2001. Do you want to keep going? Last. I think it's, no, there's two. Yeah, I want to at least make this You're respectable. Done. All right. Um, One of the most stunning collapses in sport history, this 2011 team wasted a golden opportunity to add to their postseason history with one bad month. Playing 27 games in the month of September, this team lost 20 of them, losing in thrilling fashion in the last game of the season to see their hopes of making the playoffs vanish when the Tampa Bay when the 2011 Tampa Bay Rays beat them Christopher? Yes. The Chicago White Sox. Correct. Sorry, the last half of the question again. Yes. Uh playing 27 games in the month of September this What oh, was the year? 2011. Okay. This team lost 20 of them, losing in thrilling fashion in the last game of the season to see their hopes of making the playoffs vanish when the Tampa Bay Rays 2011 Tampa Bay Rays beat them.
3: Boston Red Sox. Correct. <clears throat> Is there any
1: more? Yep, there's one more. Um 2013 what's holding a 10 oh, What's the score? It is four to three, Christopher. Oh, this is for the tie. Wow, this is for the tie. Oh yeah, oh come on. Gosh. How was that? It was just
2: four to one. He got, I, he I didn't got, get one right. Got, yeah, and you, I got, got two right. I got last. He didn't get two three. right. Yeah, you got the last two right. Yeah, I did. What was the one before? Portland
3: Trailways. <laughs> Boom. Let's go. Whatever. Roll it. I'm hot. Uh,
1: holding a ten point lead in Game Six um, of the Finals and a three two series lead, they are twelve minutes from getting a ring. For Carmen. Utah, yes. Utah Jazz. Incorrect. They Continue 12, the question. I know they, this is. They were twelve minutes. Who? Twelve minutes from getting a ring for their thumb. A year sooner, but they couldn't close out their opponents in 2013. Who was? Who, what are you asking? What, are, what? Which?
2: It was the Spurs against the Heat. Yeah. So who blew it? The Spurs. Yeah. Correct. Thank you, Karn, for blowing that one. you super. You want to try the tiebreaker? Sure.
1: It had never been done before in the history of baseball, but this 2014 Yankees. Incorrect. Continue the question. No. Yeah, you're right. you're right. Yankees. Yeah, I, I apologize. Yeah, you're right. Well, can we hear the question? Yeah, That's cool. this, when they collapse. No? This
3: 2004 the only team never lose a seven game series. Boston Red Sox three, team 3-0. didn't
1: seem to care about history. Is it didn't think about overcoming a three game destiny in the American League Championship to beat this team? Thank you. Thank you, everybody. We should count speed of answers
3: as is one of the as a criteria.
1: <laughs> I know win. you need to stop yelling so soon. <laughs>
2: I've never seen. It. I've never seen. He Christ. slammed the ta- he slammed his fist on the <laughs> table in disgust of himself. I know. I've never. That I, so right. I thought it was right. I
3: thought I it was right. I've never seen him so angry. I didn't that even was... hear the question. I just thought it was right. I tried uh, to figure out the see, answer I, before I, I even hear the question. Just, I,
2: I had this all planned, you know. I had this this big lead, and unlike Roy last time, I didn't let it up. <laughs> I just let you gain some momentum, thinking that you're going to win, and then just crush your dreams.
0: Congratulations.
1: <laughs> no oh. soup for you. Yeah, that was. Uh, that was a good. That was a good one. I apologize for my choppy, uh, my choppy reading. But kind of
3: long-winded questions. Yeah, but, there were
1: yeah. a couple. Josh, you did a fantastic job, and I appreciate it. <laughs> I know. Isn't that funny? Every time the winner is always like, "Good job." The loser's like, "No, nah, those questions <laughs> were crap. <laughs> that was terrible. What is wrong with you?" Oh, nice. Well, let's. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna finish up here with our. Uh, oh, we're gonna talk some Blackhawks. We're gonna talk some Blackhawks first because. Uh, we got some preseason hockey going. and Actually, no, it's regular season now, isn't it? Sorry. <laughs> it's not even preseason. It's regular season. Anyways. Uh, Hawks won two in a row. Hawks won two
2: in a row. It was kind of crazy that, you know, I know hockey like really weird with injuries. It's just like out of nowhere in the morning, you know, they had a game the, fa- the the previous day, and then, oh, yeah, by the way, um, Dunkie Keith had meniscus surgery, and he's going to be out four to six weeks. It would, it's actually kind of crazy that he even. Said that he had meniscus surgery, which normally they just say yeah, he's got body. a lower body injury, and nobody knows if he's got a you know a bruised kneecap or you know a, a why is nail.
3: why is it though that that in hockey in football too to an extent but not not nearly like hockey is that they can get away with saying like in basketball they don't say lower body I mean they tell you exactly what's wrong yeah like, like, what's D. rose an had a or
2: fractured orbital bone yeah like, like they tell
3: you exactly what's wrong but like in hockey yeah they refuse to give you that information why why do you I don't think know I think is? it's
2: because. Well, because from how hockey was before, there's there's guys out there. I mean, it's not so much anymore, but there's guys out there that will target are literally just goons, and they yeah, they're gonna go after you know Patrick Kane's uh, you know legs broken clavicle, yeah, his his legs and, 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 and shoulder and stuff like that. So it's you know it's just and it's a little less obvious in hockey if you're doing that. I mean, yeah, right. right you
1: you can do that a little more discreetly, kind of like also in football than you can in, in basketball. I mean. It's, it's pretty hard in basketball, unless your name is Matthew yeah.
2: Delvedova, to try and dive at people's knees and take them out. Yeah. It's and, it's kind of hard in basketball to, to tear somebody else's ACL. So <laughs> Unless, again, your name is Matthew Delvedova, which we don't like on this show. so
3: Yeah, let's move on from that. Yep.
2: That's Fish's guy. That's my guy. <laughs> Anyways, but yeah, the Blackhawks, they've been kind of up and down this season. Um, and that's to be expected, especially since you know they're coming off of a championship, which that's not to be expected, but they've had so many roster moves that you know it's going to take time for the team to gel, and you know they look like they look like the Hawks of old in that two-game home and home series with uh, the New York Islanders, um, but then you know they go on to lose a couple stinkers. So uh, I think they're I think they're they're just trying to catch their footing, and it, it's actually kind of exciting um, to see new acquisitions on the Blackhawks: Panarin and uh, and Animes, Anamisa something like that. And, 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 and I told you when when the Blackhawks got him. I told you I'm going to butcher this name a bunch of times. But um, they look pretty damn good. Uh, those two players in, in particular, and you know, of course, you know Kane and and, and Taves, and actually Seabrook looks pretty good too. Actually, considering I, I thought he had a a down year last year, and then the Hawks gave him a big contract, but he looks pretty good. He looks more. Yeah, but, fluid. Yeah, but it, don't you
3: think with, with you saying Seabrook had a down year last year, do you think it's just because of how great Duncan Keith is? Like you kind of often forget, you know, it's kind of like it, you, it people, be people forget about Scottie Pippen when Michael Jordan was on the court at the same time. Like
2: It could be because, you know, if you look at it, you know, if you look at it last year in the playoff run, you know, everybody's goat last year in the first two rounds of the playoffs for the Blackhawks was Michael Roosevelt. He gets hurt, he, you know, he blows his leg out or knee out or whatever it was. And then, um, and then, you know, the, the replacements from him, you know, Joel Quenville can never find one, you know, it was always guys in and out of the, in and out of the lineup. So, you know, it's always, it, it it's always not, the grass is not always greener on the other side. So, you know, yeah, I, I understand what you're saying, Carm. It, is, is Brent Seabrook Duncan Keith? No, not at all. But Brent Seabrook is still a very, very good NHL defenseman and any team would be glad to have him. So... Um, we're going to see what he's fully capable of now, having to anchor the defense um, along with Nichol- Nicholas Jalmerson for the next six weeks. Yeah, but so. don't you think
3: it's kind of a blessing? I mean, as bad of an injury it is for Duncan Keith and how he's, how much time he's going to miss, it's kind of a blessing in
2: disguise. He's going to get some rest finally.
3: He's going to get rest. One, and he's going to let uh, it's going to let like guys like TBR Trevor Trevor Re- Reamsdyke get get an opportunity. Some other their, their other young defenders. I mean, give them all a chance to get some minutes and. You know, get their confidence up because if they can play well, then Keith comes back. I mean, you know, that defense could be absolutely you know shut down. So it's like, I mean, getting a chance to be able to play without your your Stallworth on defense, I I think is going to benefit a team. And in And
2: especially long not not that it's not an important time of the year, but it's it's a time where every team is going through pretty much the same thing. You know, they're trying to they're trying to get their footing on the season. They're trying to find their identity as a team. And the Blackhawks are pretty, you know. Pretty good at you know identifying their weaknesses and their strengths. So you know this is going to help them be able to, like Carmen said, get other guys involved when they normally don't have this kind of opportunity, especially with a guy you know hogging the minutes and deservingly so, like Duncan Keith. So um, it's going to be good for growth of other players around him um, and uh, see where this leads. I mean, you know, like Carmen said, it could lead to if the Blackhawks are blessed with another playoff run in them. Which we all uh, are expecting Expect. now. Um, it's going to be a good thing, I think, especially because it's going to give you know instead of having you know thousands of minutes on his legs for a season, uh, Duncan Keith coming into the playoffs, he's going to have you know several hundred less minutes on those on those legs and those knees. So it might, it might be a good thing. It might be a blessing in disguise, like Carmen said. So and you you saw what it what it did for Patrick Kane last year. Granted, it was a lot closer to playoff time, but. Um, he did look a lot fresher than most out there uh skating around in the playoffs so it could be it, it could be a good thing uh and hopefully it does turn out to be that and you know maybe it was something that uh, was bothering him for a while
0: what uh
2: so what's what's new on the Patrick kane saga?
1: what's what's it's as kind as of a wait that?
2: and see game uh, i i've I mentioned this a bunch of times i'm not going to come to any conclusions until we see all the the facts that are out there and and right now it it doesn't look good for the defendant uh one way or another I, i'm not going to say you know i'm on his side i'm on her side you know it kind of is what it is we'll let the legal process you know play out and see what happens yeah, I, I,
3: at least, I mean, the one, the one good thing, I guess, in this whole situation is it doesn't seem like it's affecting Kane, which I thought it was. I thought it was going to affect the team. I well, thought the longer it, this drag down, the worse it's going to get. And so far, I haven't seen really any signs of, of that happening. So Well,
2: in, in in New York, when they played the Islanders, and then they played Pittsburgh um, following that, or not Pittsburgh, um, the Flyers. Philadelphia. I mean, Philadelphia, <laughs> sorry, having major brain farts this morning. But... Um, I guess the fans were ch- were chanting no means no um to Kane which you know granted people in Philadelphia are they people in Philadelphia were pelting Santa Claus with snowballs so that doesn't say much you know that's to be expected <laughs> that's to be expected in Philadelphia I, yeah, but you know it's just something that comes with the territory I mean it's just, I'm sure the same thing they did with Kobe Bryant. You know when he was going through his stuff and.
3: But that's the thing, though, is I mean, as a, as a competitor, as, as Kane obviously, is and Kobe Bryant is like I mean, I would think you'd thrive off of that. Like, oh, I'm if sure, you're a I scrub, mean, if you're a scrub, nobody cares. But if you're a star and they're booing you, that means you're doing something right. I mean,
2: I'm sure that's it is everywhere LeBron James goes. Granted, he doesn't have anything like this over him, but. People hate LeBron James wherever he goes, besides the team that he puts a jersey know. on I for. don't know. if
3: that's true. I, being that I travel, I see a ton of ton of Cleveland stuff all the
2: time. Yeah, but that's people hate LeBron. Trust me, people hate LeBron. I don't. Raise your hand in this room if you hate LeBron. <laughs> yeah, no. Hey, us, we're hey, we're hey, from look at
1: there's four of us. us. If
3: we're from Chicago, but unless you're one yeah, of those you don't teams think, that's you don't linked to think, LeBron,
1: you don't think you don't think
3: people in San Antonio hate LeBron? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If there's if there's reason to
2: hate him, but if there's a lot of cities that don't have. I mean, teams, I was just, teams, over, I was teams, just in Orlando, listen, and there's not, a whole bunch of people. Cities, wearing, cities that fine. have good NBA franchises hate LeBron James. Cities like New York, who have a crappy franchise, cities like Orlando, who have a crappy franchise, they like LeBron. Why? Because there's a chance that LeBron could possibly please, come there.
1: Please come to Orlando exactly. and save us.
2: Nobody's going Le- to Orlando. No, I know. I, I guarantee. I guarantee. Oklahoma people in Oklahoma Orlando. City. Hate LeBron James. Why? Because they got Kevin Durant. What do they need LeBron for? Speaking
3: of, who's uh no I'll save that for the
2: NBA talk. I think we're in the NBA talk. <laughs> just, I, we have not transitioned. Do no, not try and steal our transition. Anyways, um No, but yeah, uh it's just it, it's one of those things. It's like
1: Patrick Kane, I just wasn't no I wasn't sure if there was a timeline for it or
2: I mean no it just it, it the legal process gotta wear out I think they suspended or they they delayed or I don't know what the exact term was to push back uh the case and I don't know what the reason was for you know the 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 defendant uh was going through you know lawyer changes and and stuff like you know her uh any anytime you have something like that it literally just means that it, it, I don't want
1: to say literally always but it normally means that there's something else going on and the thing and is
2: the thing is with kane you know it would be great you know if not not that it would be great but it would be done and over with if they just got a settlement but kane wants to completely clear his name because oh, yeah. he feels 100% that he is he is innocent so he doesn't want to just settle because that means that there's he's a he's, he exce- he's accepting the fact that he did something wrong and just basically shooing it under the rug like most You know, unfortunately, most professional athletes do. He wants to completely clear his name. He wants to say that, Hey, you know, I didn't do this. I'm not going to be known as the guy that's doing this. I want to be known as the, as a three time champion, NHL's best player, you know, most exciting, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So for that, I can, I I applaud his effort on, on doing that. And if he is innocent, then, you know, it will be, it will be, you know, brought into the light. So, um, hopefully. That does happen, um, and hopefully, you know, we could go on and, and, and cheer Patrick Kane without any, you know, guilt or or uh, or holding back. So, yeah, yeah exactly. you get it, Christopher. Well, I'm just saying. I mean, <laughs> you know, I don't want to.
1: You- I'm gonna make you. I think. I think we need to submit that to, to like Patrick Kane's spokesperson. Like, you should be his new PR guy.
2: No, that won't work out <laughs> so well.
1: Um, all right, well, we're going to we're gonna move into uh, one last thing. So that was great with Blackhawks. We're going to move into one last time, uh, which is which is our uh, one of our favorite segments. I don't know. We like all of them, but we love talking about the Bulls. Um, love talking basketball. Who doesn't like talking about basketball? I know, especially in Chicago. I mean, you probably don't want to talk basketball if you live, like we said, in Orlando. I don't know. You ta- Maybe just talk about the sun, maybe the beach. I don't know.
3: Florida doesn't care about professional sports. They don't. There's a
1: guy that wears a Marlins jersey, their jersey to every single... One guy. Single. <laughs> one
3: guy. So they got one fan.
1: <laughs> that guy's pretty stoked about we it, got, though.
3: We got Ronnie, Ronnie Woo-Woo, okay? You <laughs> can beat him up.
1: Uh, but anyway, so the Bulls um, Bulls had their last preseason game. Uh, yes, last night. Derrick Rose returned.
2: Derrick Rose returned. He wore the mask um, from his fractional orbital the, bone. The, the NBA needs to just relax. Let them wear the Batman masks, yeah, man. I that thought looked, that LeBron carbon <laughs> that fiber awesome. mask was
3: awesome. I'm not going to lie. I'm not, a, I'm not a LeBron James fan, but that mask on him looked awesome. Like What, what mask is What that? are we talking about? I didn't see it. You never was, saw it. When the, LeBron uh, had his... He had, when he was, had something wrong with his face, I forgot yeah. what it was, like a nose or something. He yeah. wore a mask like Derrick Rose, except it was black. It, it was, was carbon, carbon fiber, fiber. black. Oh, that's awesome. And yeah. it, looked it, like it looked like Batman. It looked like Batman. Did he say no? No, he wore it like for like a game or two, and then they told him he couldn't wear it
2: anymore. He wore a clear one. He wore a clear one. Like Rip Hamilton and... War for a little bit, oh, that's
1: not uh, the yeah. His, his carbon fiber, I thought awesome. when you said a Batman one, I thought Derek Ross came out with like a thing with like but,
4: ears. Oh, did you guys see those jerseys for football? I think, yeah, those, the think NBA ones.
1: ones. I thought, I thought that you meant like he came out with like a capon, a, uh, cape on a full on, like no, it had like the, the bat ears and whatnot. I thought that it came out with that, and kind of this stuff. is the Bulls, not the Cubs, <laughs> anyways. No, I really that's what I thought you meant, so I'm I agree with you, I don't know why. I don't know what reasoning you'd have behind that. It seems stupid. Yeah,
3: but I—I was—I've never—I don't think I've ever been so excited to watch a preseason game as I was yesterday, and 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 more for the not. And there's a couple of things I was really looking forward to in the the preseason. And my number one thing to look forward to in the with the Bulls preseason that just finished up was Kim Noah and his health, because at this point, at this point in the Derrick Rose career and the and the Bulls in the last couple of years. Jokic Noah is probably my favorite player.
2: Well, okay, so saying that, what? How do you feel about Kim Noah coming cool. off the? bench? I like it.
3: I like it. I do because first of all, I think he's gonna play, I think he's gonna wind up having pretty close to equal minutes with the, those other guys because he's gonna be the the first one off the bench for Powell for Miritich for Taj. Like he's gonna be the guy coming off the bench and 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 a, and a Rusted Joakim Noah is a good thing. I mean, you, did you see? I mean, you saw last night. I mean, he. I did not see all of last year him dribbling the ball up court with confidence, and he was. He was well, getting, he mean, and getting going, out there. He's
2: going to be on the court without D Rose, is what it's going to be.
3: But he was with D Rose when he was doing
2: that.
4: Okay, so well, yeah, right. So but starting lineup now. Has he announced it or no?
3: Uh, loosely, I think it's. Uh,
2: well, because they weren't sure what you know what D Rose's yeah. progress. So if you have D Rose, Jimmy D Rose, Snell, uh, Snell
3: Miritich, Powell. And Powell.
1: Here's my hold on. So here's my question. So if Joe always comes off the bench but he plays equal minutes, would he only would he would he only be able to be allowed to win the Sixth Man of the Year award? Yes. Yes. That's dumb. Well, he could still be an. Why well, know He still could be an all star. But. But well, that's not dumb. James
3: Harden won the Sixth Man of the Year. What? Yeah, twice?
1: but that was yeah, but that was that was back when he was still yeah, the Sixth Man of the Year. Joe Noah is a proven starter and in
3: still insane. Everybody knew even at that could you point. Win?
1: Okay, this sounds really stupid, and I probably should know this, but can you win? Could you win, uh, could you win like defensive MVP if you were still, if you're a six man?
3: I don't know. Well, how do you, do you think you have to be a starter? How do,
2: how do you think, how do you think it's going to be for, for Lamarcus Aldridge to be on San Antonio and be the second best forward on the team?
0: Oh, no. So, <laughs> no, no. I, I mean, just, I'm asking. I don't know. Guys,
2: if, guys, check their egos at the dude, door. David no. West, David West signed with San Antonio too. That's two that story bucks. is
3: pretty awesome. That is cool for two
2: million bucks. That, no, that, that right, right 12. Is,
3: that, that that's full bro, right no, there. No, 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 nothing like that.
4: I'm not. I'm not. I'm saying Wait, they Russell's got fans. David West and Lamarcus. Yeah,
3: yeah, they got both. David West took like ten million dollars less to go to. The, yeah, he signed for two million bucks. Yeah, he to, Indiana he offering The front is pretty
1: good. Yeah, they're gonna be dangerous. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just making sure. And is probably a really stupid thing if I should know this. And if you guys on listening want to this. No, I'm asking. Do you have to be a starter to win MVP? an MVP
3: award? Well, I don't think it's possible to be the sixth man and be MVP. I just don't think you, you you'd be able. to... I, I don't know if means. there's a rule against it, but
2: I I don't think it's ever happened. If you're most valuable on your team sitting on the bench, then. <laughs> well, I'm, but I'm asking, because <laughs> that's a problem. Uh, no one defense. I don't then. think yeah, it's yeah, ever happened. Yeah.
1: I don't think it's ever happened. Okay, I'm just I'm just asking because I'm going. To, is that. This is a fan. I was just wondering. Yeah, no,
3: I, I I don't know. I mean, you're, you're going a little crazy with MVP and Keep Noah. Well,
1: I'm de- he won defensive MVP. MVP.
3: Well, yeah, but defense and MVP are completely. I understand defensive.
2: that, but I'm i okay. I know so defensive pre- MVP. So I know preseason games aren't year. aren't highly watched. Year. I know preseason games aren't highly watched, and I watched two Bulls games um, this preseason. I was at one of them uh, against the Pistons. Wait, way to rub it
3: in. Um,
2: yeah, whatever. Thanks for inviting me. It was us. a preseason game. They got slaughtered, actually. So um, anyways, I saw a game against the Pistons, and then I saw last night's game in uh the final preseason game. And granted, the Bulls won yesterday on a Dougie McBucket's last second uh, last second shot. But um the team I saw against Detroit, which um I've said this before, the Bulls are going to have a tough time if they cannot get their crap together in Fred Hoyberg's Hoyball offense. Hoi ball. Uh, the Bulls are going to have a tough time competing with the rest of the the Central Division in in the Eastern Conference because every team is going to be improved. Indiana's getting Paul George back, which he's already he's back. He's a, he's a, yeah. He's already donned an MVP. I mean, I guess his play in the preseason has been so incredible that he is front runner for MVP already. Uh okay. The Milwaukee Bucks, even though they are the Milwaukee Bucks and always will be the <laughs> Milwaukee Bucks, they gave the Bulls all they could handle in the first round of the playoffs last year. Add that to Jabari Parker and you know uh yeah, who they get? Um uh Greg Monroe?
3: No. Um the power forward from Detroit. Yeah, Monroe. Monroe. Yeah.
2: Add that, okay. You've got the Cleveland Cavaliers who have the best player on the planet on their team plus a couple other good guys.
1: I was just saying the Milwaukee Bucks may not always be the Milwaukee Bucks because they moved to Vegas and they move you the Vegas Bucks. Can it's I can I give you the
3: number around. one reason why the Bulls are improved? Why? Fred Harburg, coaching.
0: With the twenty second pick in the two thousand and fifteen NBA draft, the Chicago Bulls select Bobby Portis.
3: I don't know if anyone watched the game last night, but he that that man is not afraid, and he can shoot. You know what he he's he, going to give them trouble to f- try and find minutes for him. Well, he deserves is, this. Is,
2: this is this is why I know Josh is going to have heartbreak for this, but this is why they need to get rid of Taj Gibson, no. get something for him while they can, because Bobby Portis is everything that Taj Gibson is plus more. I I feel in watching limited action of Bobby Portis. That he could possibly be a slightly wider version of Chris Bosh. Chris uh, Bosh is a really good player. Chris Bosh is an all star. Uh, Chris Bosh is an NBA champion. <laughs> you forget well, that because of yeah. anyways. No, but, I, oh. no, no. But back to back, back to what I was saying. Watching the two games, okay, watching the two preseason games against it, it was it made it was made clearly evident to me yesterday watching D Rose take the court again. You know, after his umpteenth injury um and watching the first game is that the bulls are dumb if they do not ever shore up the backup point guard situation because the bulls i saw against detroit and the bulls i saw against the dallas mavericks with with De rose and without granted he only played 10 minutes last night it was night and day it was like driving a toyota corolla and then getting handed the keys to a ferrari because with, with Derek rose in the lineup fred hoiberg the Hoyball, looked amazing I mean, it was just nonstop up and down. Guys were just completely wide open, taking uncontested jump shots and, and or free lanes to the basket. Uh, it was ridiculous. So with that, the Bulls definitely need to shore up the backup point guard position because if they, if they can't find anybody besides Derrick Rose to run this kind of offense, then they are going to be in trouble because Kirk Heinrich, Aaron Brooks, and Etwan Moore. Cannot do it.
3: Yeah, I don't know. I I like on more. Everything I've seen from him in the preseason, I think he's. I mean, even last year. Yeah, when but he showed he's, us, he's a good. He, he's not a point guard though.
2: Right. He's not a. He's not a true point guard. He's, he's like he's, a combo guard of some sort. They, like, they would need a guy like Jose Calderon or Jason Kidd type guy who's going to pass the ball more than he scores. Um, but they still do need points on the board. So. Um, That was a bad comparison, Jose Calderon to Jason Kidd. But they need a guy who's not – my point was a guy who's going to pass the ball a lot. Jason Kidd was not really known for scoring. Um, But, yeah, I mean, back to your point, Karn. Bobby Portis, he looks looks pretty darn good. I mean, I I don't want to get my hopes up too much, but um, considering the fact that, you know, we were all riding kind of high on uh, Miritich last year, I think I've kind of calmed my expectations down of him. He hasn't really looked that good in the preseason. Considering this is more of an offense suited for him, um, he he hasn't really he hasn't really consistently hit a three pointer. Um, and as many points as Doug McDermott has scored, he hasn't really hit a three pointer. He, he hasn't really hit three pointers that consistently either. I think yesterday, besides that game winning bucket, he was like one for nine or something like that. So you know, consistency consistency is going to be a key. Um, and I, I definitely think Bobby Portis, he has post moves, and he could shoot the outside shot. Um, he's not going to hes not gonna be a high-volume three-point shooter, which is, we don't need that. Um, you know, we're going to hopefully get that enough from Snell and, and McDermott and maybe hopefully Miritich. But he's definitely a guy, I mean, he had, I think the, the Detroit game, he had 15 rebounds and, and 12 points in like 16 or 17 minutes of action, which... You know, granted, preseason game, whatever, but Detroit had their starters and they were playing the game like it was a regular season game. So, you know, it was just, it it was encouraging to say the least.
1: So, do you think that, that, uh, that D Rose can stay healthy this
2: year? I mean, that's, that's really the question if it all depends on whoever it depends on. The whole entire season, the whole entire last, you know, six years of Bulls basketball is hindered on D Rose staying healthy. So, that's not even a doubt. you know in question here because yes that he is the key to the Ferrari so
3: you know it's it's I don't know I mean it's one of those things where Derek well first of all let me let me just put it out there because I've been pretty down on Derek Rose as far as what he brings to the team and his attitude and all that stuff and what happened last night with the preseason him playing and him coming off the bench I thought was monumental. No one else maybe, maybe thought of it that way, but one, the guy came back and decided to play in the regular in, a, in the last preseason game.
2: Him, his eye and his eye actually his, looked jacked up. Yeah, like, it looked it, like it looked like, looked like, like he
3: was playing how like he, he see? wasn't. Like because you know Derek Rose was
2: still swollen
3: of, of last year. He was like, oh, I got to wait to him one hundred percent. We had all these conversations about you're never really going to be one hundred percent. Like get over that. So, so he came out and he played, and he obviously was not one hundred percent. And then he accepted the role of coming off the bench because I thought for sure, okay, Derrick Rose is going to play like you know five to ten minutes. I thought for sure he's going to start. He's going to play the first couple of minutes, maybe take take him out, and then play him the first couple of minutes in of the second half and take him out. He came off the bench, which I thought was a that was that was I, to me. I thought I don't I don't know. It might not have even been for like this. a preseason game. Maybe and that was maybe, a message. That was a maybe, message from for, Fred Hoiberg. Like, listen,
1: we understand who you are, but you got to earn your minutes. Maybe that shot to the eye was uh, really woke him up. Maybe. Ever gave him that was Listen, he, figure he, your crap it out was Taj Gibson it was Taj yeah, it was See, Taj. that's why you don't get rid of Taj Gibson oh that's why you trade
4: him he almost took
1: out your best players no, so. he did it because
4: he needed
3: to <laughs> and, and, and just just to circle back to or, or bring up something else about the whole Jimmy Butler and Derrick Rose feud I, you know where there's where there's smoke I think there's fire and I think what the rift is going on with at least from my eyes of what would cause a rift between the two is the fact that I think Jimmy Jimmy Butler. One, he's kind of like Joe Kino where he plays hurt. He plays banged up. I mean, he, he like Lewald Dang, he just logs a lot of minutes and he plays when he maybe shouldn't be, but he's out there battling for his team because that's what they ask for. And then you look at, you know, and 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 Jimmy Butler has, has worked his, his you know what off for every single minute and dollar he's gotten from the NBA. I mean, he worked hard where he looks at a guy like Derrick Rose, who was the number two pick you know, has all, it's just natural, but I mean, I'm not saying Derek Rose works hard or doesn't work hard, but the natural ability of it and how he doesn't seem to care as much as Jimmy Butler. And I think that just pisses him off. And I think that, and I actually think it's a good thing for Jimmy Butler. Cause I think it drives him to get better.
1: It's the rich, it's the rich kid versus the kid that brought that, that, that raised himself and you that, yeah, earned,
3: Yeah. Earned it. And you got Derek Rose. You just had, I mean, he's been the best player on his team since he was probably, you know, like LeBron five years old or whatever it was. And, you know, he's used to things like, you know, people, you know, hailing Derrick Rose. Oh, you're going to play. Oh, you're not you're you're hurt. You know, all that kind of stuff where Jimmy Butler's like, you know, what? get rid of all that. I'm just here to play basketball. I'm going to give you everything I've got. Every That, game being, I'm in.
1: that being said, I, I want to I want to tell you. Uh, sorry, I want to tell you a real quick story that uh, I, I, have a, I have a great example. We uh, in high school, when we wrestled, um, there was a uh, wrestler, named Matt Kroll, who was no, uh, no, not Matt Kroll. Um, but his name was Matt. And he uh <laughs> no, he was he was he was a three time state champ, phenomenal, uh was just huge and it was because he's bigger than everybody else. You could come butt. In, he would no, he would come into our he came into a wrestling practice and we all worked our butts off. We all got worked out so hard. And he would come in and he had people like fanning him with towels in between breaks and like pouring water in his head and opening doors for well, him. Well he and probably like deserves that. it. Exactly, because because he was this prodigy wrestler and everybody else, all those, you know, other wrestlers and J V guys were looking at him like in what what world do you get a better treatment than we do? And I so I completely understand that. I mean, it's on a completely different level, but I see exactly.
3: Yeah, where that you see where there comes would from. be a yeah, yeah, especially exactly. especially if you're a pretty good wrestler in your your class or whatever without all that hoopla. Anyways, like,
2: enough about Iowa high school stuff. Back to Bulls. Um, <laughs> it, the offense. I mean, for for as much as the Bulls have paid Jimmy Butler, and as good as he's played, and as good as he's been, um, you know, the past season uh, and 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 going moving forward. I didn't really notice Jimmy Butler in the offense, to be honest with you. It's not like, it's not like a Tom Thibodeau offense, obviously, where, where, uh, you know, the ball go, you know, it's it, half court offense type thing where it slows down and stuff like that. Uh, it was pretty quick movements and it wasn't noticeable. Uh, the only thing I noticed from Jimmy Butler was a couple steals and a couple breakaway dunks, which still a great thing. Helpful. Still a great thing. But, you know, definitely the key to this. Both team and I'm not trying to take anything away from Jimmy Butler, but still, to this day, the key to this team is Derrick Rose, without a doubt.
1: It's the key to winning a championship, is what it is.
2: It it may not be the key to having a good season, having a good season, for all the, winning your first round, it, but it's a key to winning for a, for, for all NBA the for all the dumb stuff he does off the court. The stuff that he could bring to a team on the court is irreplaceable because, like I said, I've seen both. You know, this past preseason with this new implemented offense. Um, and defensive style that the team is completely is not like night and day with him on and off the court. So it's going to be interesting to see how this translates and, and how much um, how this bull season kicks off. Um, but you know we got opening night Tuesday against the Cavs. It's at the UC, correct? Yeah, it's at the UC. Yes. Uh, so it's at home. We're gonna we're gonna see what the Bulls have. I mean. The last time the Bulls played, well, maybe not the last time, but I think the last time, the last time that it really, really mattered after, because, um, what year was that? 09 or 07? When the Bulls. Miami? Yeah, when the Bulls came out, they got beat by Miami in the playoffs the previous year, came out, uh, season opener, you know, championship team, and just kicked the no piss way. out of them. Um, we'll see, we'll see if the Bulls could have that kind of, that kind of knockout punch on Tuesday because the Cleveland Cavaliers definitely are, are, are in need of it, especially, you know, for what, for what hell LeBron James has caused us Bulls fans over the last decade. Um, so
3: I told you, I've just come to grips with the fact of we feel exactly how every other team fan field in the nineties. I've come to grips with that. Like he's the greatest player. He's not going to lose. And that's just what it is. I mean, Ask Cleveland that. Ask Utah that. Ask Portland maybe, that. Maybe you ask... should
1: convince LeBron to retire and go play football for a year. Well, he'd probably be pretty good at football. I know, but he'd be a good. Jordan went out. and played baseball with the Sox. He'd go play football with the Browns. Yeah, but then our
3: championship we have asterisks next to them if we won. So I don't know if I don't necessarily want that.
1: Eh, I don't know if it has. I
3: don't Asterix. know.
2: Houston's asterisks when they won when Jordan wasn't there wasn't tainted. Yeah, it was. they had Hakeem Olajuwon. I Kline tell Dragsler. everybody
3: my friends from Houston. I say that every time I see him.
1: Yeah, but you have such a you're weird anyways, So you would you would say that regardless. <laughs> listen, listen. Michael Jordan didn't wear Michael, Michael, Michael Jordan, Jordan had a four, Michael Jordan had a forty five on that game. It wasn't his twenty three, so therefore that does not count. That game doesn't count. Anymore. Michael
3: Michael. Look at the Bulls and Michael Jordan won three championships. He took two years off. They didn't win. And then three more when he came back. What is that? That's two years. Jordan was not playing. If Jordan played, it's it's it's, in it's eight in a row. It's eight in a row. I mean. <laughs> I'm not saying it's a conspiracy. Next time, Carmen's conspiracy. No, that's not a conspiracy. I'm just saying. I mean, that's that's. Oh, that's kind of a conspiracy.
4: (laughs) Take off two years and then you come back and win three more. Hey, the NBA probably told him. Oh, Jordan, don't even even start. Don't start. Don't start. We'll get into that. Uh, Just for the record, I don't
3: believe in any of that stuff about the whole the whole gambling debt. David Stern told him to go away. I don't believe that. So, and I'm a conspiracy theorist. (laughs) You are? No, me. (laughs) We have a whole segment called Carmen's Conspiracy Corner. So. No, but Houston's Houston's two championships have asterisks.
1: Yeah, so.
2: but Houston was a good, actually a good team. It's not like they were just crap. They could have competed at
1: least. The competed. Bulls with Michael Jordan would have lost. No, we didn't say. it. We said they competed
3: though, competitive. But it's an asterisk. No matter how you look at it, the best player in the game was not playing those two years.
1: Would I mean, the Bulls, Bulls still made the Eastern Conference so, Finals. So if the Bulls, so if the Bulls would have beat if, if the Bulls would have beat Cleveland last year because the Kyrie Irving, no, that's yeah, a, that if
3: been. LeBron, LeBron. It was a whole year, though. It wasn't just one series. You but I'm just hurt. saying it would have been an he asterisk in the series.
1: No. What? Yeah, exactly. No. It wouldn't have been an asterisk in the series. I don't know. Only I, if, LeBron wasn't if LeBron wasn't playing. If LeBron wasn't playing, then all sudden, Maybe yes, the new commissioner. It wouldn't commissioner count. Will, it maybe wouldn't have like, in, in my eyes, tough.
3: I want to go through LeBron. Like I don't want
1: to go through. No, no. I'm not saying that I don't want to. I'm saying I want to beat the best. But even if if a, a win's a win's a win, regardless. Yeah, I in a stat book, but not in my mind.
3: Well, thank God we don't asterisk. all
2: Houston, in your mind. because The Houston Rockets have two championship banners, okay? Yeah. That's, that, it doesn't say because Michael Jordan didn't play.
3: Yeah, because they wouldn't do that. Yeah. Everybody bottom. knows. Let's Everybody all, knows who's a fan knows that those have asterisks. So.
1: As long as we all don't look through the eyes of Carmen to our world, we'll be okay. So Brutal. Just be glad that you are you are not living in that. H-Town, that right sorry, there. you guys got two asterisks wait, wait. next to your championships. So does
2: does does Tom Brady and the New England Patriots have asterisks next to their... Championship banner because it says because Le'Veon Bell had a hyperextended knee. No, it doesn't. Because Pittsburgh was touted in probably a Super Bowl going to be in the Super Bowl. That's Well, not, well I not, just I not just not had case. a
3: conversation with a Patriots fan who was bragging how wonderful the Patriots were. And I said, "You guys won your last Super Bowl because Pete Carroll doesn't know how to run a ball,
1: right?" So, so their Super Bowl is an asterisk.
3: Well, no, but you can't you can't say <laughs> that they, you can't say that they're the best team. I mean, you, you can't. But I'm not saying it was because that. of
1: unfortunate luck. Nobody, nobody said that Houston was the best team. They just said they won that they won. They have a championship. There they were no the asterisk. best team. They were the best win win team win that was put out there. It's not. It's not their fault that Jordan decided to go try and play baseball. That's. It's not. You can't blame I'm them. Not, not, now I'm here's to, the deal. If they Nancy Kerrigan, Michael Jordan, went over and and took his knee out or something like that, then or Tanya Harding, by, then by all means, there's an asterisk. But just because Jordan all of a sudden was like, although eh. he he won. Uh, never mind.
3: 91, <laughs> 92, 93, 94 off, ninety-five off, 96, maybe ninety-seven. maybe the
2: Houston front office I mean, paid Jerry Reinsdorf to sign Michael Jordan to a baseball contract.
3: That that's got legs. Could be. That's got <laughs> legs.
2: <laughs> that's got legs. <laughs> that's got legs. Uh,
1: all right, so so what do we expect? So what do we expect out of the Bulls this year? What realistically aspirations what do we what are we expecting? If if everybody stays healthy, um Derrick Rose are we going with just
3: seeding like to, you know cuz it's reset the seeding for the playoffs Yeah I mean
1: yeah if, if we're going into the playoffs if we're talking about the Bulls being the so Bulls are a playoff team in the East for sure Um
2: where Wait we, wait They're, the NBA did change the rule right I'm foggy with yes. this They changed the rule so it just goes completely by records correct Yes mm-hmm. and you
3: lose a division basically it's it, it, the division doesn't matter you yeah. make the play, you get a bit into the playoffs but you don't doesn't guarantee you a seed
4: So if you finish first in the
3: division don't matter you, finish, if you You can finish first in the division and have the eighth seed,
2: like the like the Atlantic, uh, like the Atlantic Division in the East. You know they would have been probably the eighth or the seventh seed or sixth seed. You yeah, know. they would not have been the third. So what are
1: so what are our realistic realistic expectations of the Bulls this this year this season?
2: Okay, well they're going to be fighting with I even though Carmen still doesn't want to believe this. They're going to be fighting with the Atlanta Hawks and the Cleveland Cavaliers. For top spot, it's going to be either one of these. Disagreed. Either one of these three teams Disagreed. in the top. You could say whatever you want about Paul George, you know, being back for the Indiana Pacers, and if he's going to be, you know, is going to catapult them to the top. They lost David West, and they are now fighting with a pretty loaded Central Division in the Eastern Conference. So um, it's like I said, Bulls, Cavs, and Hawks. the Hawks. Shuffling for the top three spots: Bulls,
3: Cavs, Hawks, Milwaukee, Washington. See, I think I be up there a Washington. I still don't buy Washington after had an off year last year.
2: Well, I mean, yeah, Just and don't if,
3: sleep on them. Is all I'm saying. Just don't sleep on it, them.
2: For that for nobody's going to sleep on them because they have probably one of the one of the best backcourts in the NBA. Which it might not be as dynamic as maybe Houston, who are and Golden State, who you know. Ty Lawson, James Harden,
3: You'd be able to rival Washington with with, the, with both of those backcourts. Yeah, but yeah. you it's know what? close. You take. I mean, Bradley Beal can shoot, and John Wall. Is but Bradley Beal, good.
2: Bradley Beal isn't even in the same category as James Harden or Clay Thompson. So, <laughs> I kind of dismissed that. That's why I dismissed that. Um, you know, there. I mean, you have elite players at that position, uh, and the Bulls, I think, have a better backcourt than Washington.
1: So what are our expectations? Our expectations, what thir, thir, three seed? Five, I think three seed with fifty eight wins. Three seed, yeah, wins? they're
2: going to be between. They're going to be. They're going to. They're going to be hovering sixty wins. I believe F- between fifty five and sixty wins uh, is what the Bulls are going to be looking at this season, <clears throat> and you know. We'll we'll see, we'll see. I mean, it's. I'm predict. I'm predicting six man of
3: the year for Joakim Noah and comeback player of the year. That's my that's my bold prediction. Bold
1: prediction.
2: Oh, did you guys hear the story that Joakim Noah went to go play in a pickup league in uh, I think it was somewhere in California, and uh, it was with it was with guys you know college, college players or whatever, and you know he was came down off this off year and guys were. Literally, like they weren't starstruck by Joakim Noah. They were like going at him hard, and that by the end of the by the end of the pickup league season, none of those guys had even come close to Joakim Noah. Like he was just completely dominating all of them. I would hope so. He's no, but considering he had such a terrible year last year, and still, that's that's like that's But he, you know, like he wasn't moving very. You know, he wasn't. It's like Arnold Schwarzenegger having a bad
1: day at the gym, and then me going in and being like, "I got this." Then. I'm not even gonna come close. I don't know. He had a pretty bad year last year, Joaquin Noah. That's how bad it was. The way the that. Rock Johnson had an off day, and I'm gonna decide to fight him. I'm still gonna get the talk
2: no, no. Again. It wasn't an off day. He had an off year. So, so I mean, he was hurt, yeah, but he's or, injured. He, he was he had a bunch of different. Stuff well, right, but on. I'm yeah, just yeah. saying it's 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 encouraging the simple yeah. fact that you know. I thought you were. I thought you were more. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. With, here's ahead. the thing. Why why I no, put no, no, so much? Saying.
3: I'm putting so much into this Joaquin Noah thing more than Derrick Rose is the fact that. Joakim Noah. Joakim Noah apparently went to this this well, I don't know training facility in California called P three Fitness. It's the same training facility that Kyle Korver apparently went to, and Kyle Korver. Kyle Korver went from an okay player to a really really good player pretty quickly, right? Kyle. Well, apparently this 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 place this uh, this workout facility that they this training facility that they, these players go to they measure they basically train your body. How to one be better and two to 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 ward off injury based on exercise and lifting weights and a combination of things. And, uh, they measure you when you start and they measure you when you leave. And this, this, this place has gone through of several NBA players and they had said that Jokim Noah one started out with the worst, like, like, uh, stretch radius, all these, all these different measurements. He started out with the worst. And by the end of it, he had the best measurements of any players ever gone through that facility. I mean that he picked up Joe know picked up yeah, he picked up four inches on his vertical. For a big guy, that's a lot. Wow. Yeah, four inches on his vertical. That's I mean, awesome. yeah, and just seeing the way he's running now, he looks to me, he looks a lot better. I'm just hoping now this year he can hit a layup and
1: I'll look like a genius. <laughs> awesome. Well, um we uh we're excited for the bowl season and we hope that uh we have uh Derek Rose healthy and that everybody can Stay together. And uh, if you want to follow us throughout the uh, bowl season, make sure that you follow us on uh, on Twitter and like us on Facebook at Scrap City Sports or check us out online at scrapcitysports.com where you can see uh, profiles, bios, um, all of our old podcasts, get caught up and see uh, what us dummies get to talk about um, all the time. So uh, we get to end up here. We got a little thing called mic time. Uh, mic time is everybody just gets to talk about whatever they darn well please and everybody. Uh, Shuts up and listens for a little bit. So I don't know if you all got your mic times. Uh, if anybody's got one, I'm ready. All right, hold on a second. Let's uh, let's all get set in for this one. All right,
3: my uh, I want I, I want to take my time to once you know yell at ESPN for giving me these ridiculous updates on my phone about Lamar Odom and his brothel, cocaine infused extravagant infused, Yeah. Like just, first of all, that's not sports. I don't want to hear. I, so he played basketball. Whip to do. I'll go to CNN if I want to see that or, or whatever webs TMZ, actually TMZ yeah, is probably the only yeah, thing CNN. I don't, do don't even think should do this, but yeah, I mean, he played basketball. He obviously has some demons in his closet. I don't need to know. As a sports fan, and I don't need to know any of this stuff. I don't want to hear it. And the last thing I want to do, like the last thing I want to say is I, I was, I strongly disagreed with, the idea of giving Caitlyn Jenner the Courage Award from the ESPYS, I thought it was wrong. I thought you know Lauren Hill should have gotten it, but I think that I think that if ESPN goes and gives Lamar Odom if he survives this thing, which I hope he does, I'm not rooting against the guy because I don't want to see anybody die. But you know, if they go and give him a Courage Award for whatever because he decided he decided to survive. You know his cocaine brothel extravaganza. Then you know I think I I may seriously consider go out out boycott
2: say that If there's a way to go out, I he might have went out the best way. Just just (laughs) but unfortunately
3: didn't, and now he's in a hospital bed with uh, Khloe Kardashian next to him, trying to get some media buzz.
1: How how do you feel being James Harden? Yeah, like like hey, we're dating. Oh no, my ex. Uh, No,
3: they're, they're like reconciling their differences now. It's all for TV. I, it, 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 it's, it, it's, I know. Say,
1: how do you feel about being James Harden? He's like, I guess that's what gets it happens when you date a Kardashian. Like yeah. does know there's going to be drama. Oh, there,
4: there goes his season. <laughs> yeah.
1: There you go. Yep. It's it's the Kardashian curse. It's happening now. James yeah. Harden. So bold it, prediction. James Harden. Uh, worst, like, uh, from first to worst, just worst decrease in stats. And if terrible. Lamar Allen wins the
3: Courage <laughs> Award from ESPN at the ESPYs this year, I'm going to boycott ESPN. Mark it down.
2: You know what? Yeah. It just, it, you know, yeah, I don't like you said Carm. I don't care that Lamar Odom, you know, is you know, half dead. Not that I don't care, not to be insensitive, but it doesn't need to be all over the news like it is. If you want to, you know, people are people everybody who's even talking about him doesn't even know what the guy has accomplished on the basketball court because for the most part, he was a really 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 good Forward. Just a
3: funny thing is, I was actually really, really pissed off when the Clippers took Lamar Odom, and the Bulls did not. Just, I wanted Lamar Odom really yeah, bad I mean, that year. Yeah, I mean, the
2: guy, the guy was one of the most versatile big men in the game at the time that he was playing. I mean, what he could do on the basketball court is essentially like what Boris Diaw is doing now for the San Antonio Spurs, who was a umpteen cha- you know time champion. So you know, for 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 him to begin, it's it's all because of the Kardashians, and I am a huge huge hater of the card i like anything anybody mentions anything about him i am ready to punch them in the face at any given time because how could somebody how could somebody be so well off in life from having no useful skills to anything like do something in the world the father was a
3: really successful lawyer that's how it started
2: that's it and the stepfather is now that is now a woman Is it was a was a gold medal winner you don't pay any money for that well, you get endorsements afterwards yeah, and stuff. He but was on a lot of weenie boxes. She, he, she. Weenie boxes she. or weenie boxes? weedies Weetie. <laughs> Oh, sorry. Anyways. But, I, yeah, I agree with you, Carm. It's like, listen, if you want to, you know, give out your prayer because, you know, whatever, he's in this unfortunate state of, of health condition. All for it. Yeah, that's great. But, you know what? Everybody who's reporting about this knows nothing about basketball. Like this, listen, is not, it, this is
3: not news to me. This is just another athlete who's right. If he wasn't dating, if he control. wasn't,
2: if he wasn't dating a Kardashian, this wouldn't be on the news like it is. It's like, and, and you know what? If he wasn't
1: dating a Kardashian, I actually may care about it more. Right? If I'd it be was like, man, this, I'd be like, that really sucks. I I wanted I want to throw in one little thing real quick there for that is that um, I was uh, I was scrolling through my news feeds and I saw that. We had a person that wrote that their sister was on dialysis, waiting for a kidney transplant. And if Lamar Odom gets one ahead of that, ahead of her, who's been waiting so long because of a medical condition since she was born, that's not even close to being fair. Like I don't know. So I, I completely agree no, with you. God. I think it's terrible. No. I, can't, I just I like listening to the whole thing of that. Um, go mic time, Christopher. This is what I was trying to wave to you. Oh, this is just adding on. Oh, that was yours. Fish got mic time. What do you want to say?
4: Yeah, I'm gonna talk about the Joey it happened, I think, in the divisional series when he flipped Jose his bat. Batista. Jose Batista? Joey Bats. Joey Bats. That was an epic when, series. That we, was an epic it, it series. It was a very good series, but I think I don't know what game it was. And he hit the most monstrous home run. Was that game it, two,
2: right? Because Kansas City won wait, they won game one. No, it
4: was against Kansas City, it was in the Oh yeah, before. yeah, you're yeah, right. Sorry. Against, he hit some uh, monster home run, flipped his bat and looked at it for a couple minutes. And then the pitcher the pitcher said something on um, tweet, Twitter or whatever and said he needs to learn how to respect the game. I think flipping the bat was awesome.
2: You know yeah. what? Like he said afterwards, that game was the most emotionally charged game ever. If if anybody saw that game or happened to see, because it was at, you know, for us in the central time zone was not a good time to start because it started, the game started at 3. Mm. You know, people work. You can get home from work. You you saw the last three or four. Not innings. everyone could be Cubs fans. Sorry. Anyways, yeah, but I mean, it was it was incredible. I mean that ga- that game was incredible because you know there was there was a, a freaking a, almost an hour delay because of the the bad call. I I didn't see the play happen because I was driving home, but I heard it on the radio and. You know whatever happened with with the with the guy who stepped in front of the plate while while he, the guy was trying to be he thrown out.
4: Step, he didn't step in front of the plate. He was in the batter's box. It hit him. Was the, scorer, yeah, he he was, was trying to throw the yeah. He was trying
2: to throw the ball back, back, back to the, to the, the pitcher. Hit the guy's bat. You know the guy from third base scored, and then basically the Rogers Center exploded. I mean those fans in Toronto are crazy. I mean, we saw that a little bit when the Raptors played, and there was, you know, there was fifty thousand people inside the stadium, and then there was another ten thousand outside watching the game. Um, and then at the Rogers at the uh, at the Rogers Center, you know, it just straight pandemonium after that call after the after the umpires called that run good, and then they just started throwing whatever they had onto the field and onto everybody else below them and around them and whatever. It was crazy, and then for everything to settle down, the Blue Jays to be in a in a position to you know to tie the game and possibly win it, and then for that for Jose Batista to crush that home run like he did, I have no, I'm not a baseball purist like you are, Fish, but I have I, I enjoyed that 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 is what baseball that's how baseball should be because you know what that game was awesome. And every game that I've seen that Toronto has played, besides you know a couple of the blowouts that they've had, you know, win or loss, those games have been really entertaining. And um, it's a shame that they that they lost to Kansas City yesterday. I was hoping that they would uh, extend the series to a game seven. Uh, they weren't uh, unfortunate enough to do that, which was a bad. They blew it because they had a man on third, no outs in the in the top of the ninth, and and, and blew it to to tie the game. But to your to your point, Fish, um, I loved it. That was awesome. That was Joey Bats, Jose Batista, whatever you want to call him. That was great. Awesome. Um,
1: I, have, I have. I'm gonna. I'm gonna try and throw two in real quick. One. Um, if you saw that uh, uh Dirk, Dirk Nowitzki was having a conversation with Tyson Chandler, jokingly about um, uh, this on Twitter about uh, beating uh, who he would be able to race in a 40 yard dash, and Tyson Chandler suggested uh, Peyton Manning, and so Tyson Chandler tweeted Von Miller and asked him to get this set up, and Von Miller said he would. So. Um, hopefully at some point in time in the future, I'm just excited about this, that we may see Dirk Nowitzki and Peyton Manning run against each other in a 40-yard dash. Um, I don't know if you'd be excited about it. Who do you think would win real quick? Go. Dirk. Dirk? I think Peyton. Peyton? Dirk. Dirk. I got Dirk, too. He's got longer legs, bigger stride. Here's the other one I wanted to throw out real quick was um, if you ever get a chance to watch this, a uh, super awesome show, I'm hooked on it now. Um, it's called Football Town. It's on uh, it's NFL on Network. NFL Network. Um, It's about a small town in Barrow, Alaska, which is like, and I say freaking north. I mean, they might as well be on the North Pole. Um, and it's about a bunch of kids that play high school football there and just their season. It's really good, really compelling. Um, the kids are awesome to watch that. So if you get a chance to watch that, um, I would highly recommend you uh, getting on and watching that. So that's all that we have for today. So for Fish Daddy, uh, for Carmen, Christopher, I'm Josh. Uh, thanks for listening to Scraps City Sports. Make sure that you follow us online uh, on Facebook and on Twitter at ScrapsCitySports.com, and we'll check you next time. He shot
4: over 300%. Hey,
1: what's going on? The ice doesn't belong in here. Get the logs out there.
2: You, what, what, what you three jabronis are leaving out here? If you
0: smell what the rock is cooking.
4: Hamburgers right now. Well, lock your doors, lock your windows. I'll be coming in your house your hamburgers, even the frozen ones. I'll find them and I'll eat them because I am the
1: hamburger.
2: Bye bye. Thank you very much. Hey, you very good.
1: See you next time. <laughs> That's awful.
2: Toodaloo. Au revoir. I'll feel the same. Ciao. Ding de.